Welcome back. So, it's a special occasion. It's part of the 50th anniversary two-pack. Tom's drinking some rum. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've got man. a bit of rum in the. You can the, have more rum than in that the if you want. Base of my glass. Look at that. That's loads of rum. It's not that much. It's probably half a shot. Ross, do your best car noise. That was really good. Yeah. Thanks. Michael. I haven't really thought this through, but I'll probably just go like... Going up the gears, I guess, yeah. <laughs> that was a pig. Is that when you do like... A pig a ran into the road. Handbrake turn. And- do you remember the, uh, the old Benetton Formula 1 car used to go around the corners and the gears used to go... It was a lush noise. It was a really nice noise. So, this episode, it's all about um, racing games. Absolutely. Thank you. Well done. First, like, that's a fucking pro for you, that like. Thanks. Didn't even have to correct himself. So, in this one, it's going to be... It's quite, like, similar in structure to the, the weapons one. Where I'm starting to see almost exactly the same. Well, I don't like to be always <laughs> exactly the same. So, we've got a, quite a lot of feedback. So, we'll be... Going through that. I was going to say trudging through that, but that makes it sound like a tro- chore. I was going to say no. chipping away at it. Well, also the fun is I think we're getting a bit more drunk, so it's going to be hard for Tom to read them out. So that's all. Awesome. Yeah. And then we'll be talking about our own personal fond memories of racing games. And I've done mine in chronological order. We've also got a few topics that we'd like to touch on, like um, some tropes or mm. some funny um, things we've noticed yeah because I've played a lot recently mm. on the Amiga Ross I'm going to take this opportunity to use another one of my puns uh huh I'm I've... going to get a drink hold on carry on <laughs> I've played more driving games than you could shake a gear stick at <laughs> it's true about alcohol it makes things funny <laughs> uh, I also wanted to say do you want to be do you want to take the driver's seat or be the passenger in this podcast, but I don't know if that really works because there's only two anyway. So. Could we be like Driving Miss Daisy? That's oh, my yeah. favourite driving uh, film. No, it isn't. <laughs> favourite driving film? Let's scrap this. Let's talk about driving films. Yeah, Drive. That's a classic. That's a good one, actually. Isn't yeah, it? That is a good one. What about uh, well, Mad uh, Max? Oddly enough, there's a game on the snares that looks like Mad Max. We can't talk about it yet. We haven't even had the little bit of music that takes us into the next part of the episode. Oh, God, you're such a, you know, stickler. I'm a I stickler. like to destroy. This is why we probably work well as a as a kind of twosome. It's like chaos, isn't it? Chaos and um, strict. chaos? Order. Order strict and chaos. rigid. Oh, I'm rigid, all right. Um, were you finished there with what you wanted to say? <laughs> so uh, I, I, do think, final. I think I'm finished. So I've got one more pun to lead way into the next okay. part. Okay. Listeners. Start your engines. Oh, nice. Are you ruined it by doing that though? I'm gonna do it again. I won't I won't ruin it this <laughs> time if you do it again. <laughs> you do that sound good. familiar? <laughs> Listeners, start your engines. I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs>
So as you said, we've got a lot of lot of fan comments. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a mouthful of rum. Well, probably not a mouthful because that'll kill us. Actually, oh. this will probably help help your chest, won't it? Do do a shot, man. Shot. Oh yeah, man. I'm fucking thirty. You're thirty something. Yeah, I do shots all the time. <laughs> nice. That's nice, that. Oh, that coffee noise was a joke. Well, if you want some more, you can happily have some more. That's got a lovely flavour. Can I have the bottle opener, please? Um, yeah. Sorry, listen, I don't mind us. Yeah, it's a bit loose today. <laughs> it's a shame because I was kind it's of loose, like... It's loose like Miss Daisy. Hey, hey, that's... That's offensive. That's disgraceful. How old is Miss Daisy? About nine. Oh, she'll, that's Isn't she a racist? Like, yeah, she's racist too. I haven't seen the film. Samuel L. Jackson or Morgan Freeman or one of them. Whoa. That was deliberate. That was a deliberate joke. Don't kick off with this triple chocolate. Miss triple chocolate. <laughs> yeah, who only seems to like... She'll laugh at that. She'll she'll find that funny. I don't funny. think she listens. She'll find that funny. What, you going to say something there? When I haven't I was, seen her... Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, fuck. Right. Um, so, <laughs> me neither. No, I've seen 33 minutes of it. 33? That's precise. Why? <laughs> Why do you know this? Because uh, it was the best 33 minutes of my life. All right. You thought this is amazing. Why should I just continue? So, what I did was, right, what we did mm-hmm. as the Gonox Lair team, we sent a message out to all of our fan base. Mm-hmm. We touched base with our fan base. We had carrier pigeons. We had... Um, messengers we had satellites going around the orbits firing off things yeah mm-hmm. firing off things like mm-hmm. uh, like zapping people yeah in the noggin and once we'd finished with that we asked them all if they wouldn't mind <laughs> <laughs> giving us some feedback on driving game <sighs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take a drink every time you get it wrong rum it up rum it up it's the 50th episode it's up. nice out. What'll happen is we'll do this and then we'll realise that we don't do a very good podcast when we're pissed and we'll never do it again. So nah, fuck it, man. We've done plenty pissed. Mm. Racing games. Yes. We asked them to give us some feedback. Their their favourite, most hated. In the same way that we did with the, uh, the weapons. And we got a lot of feedback, so here we go. First cool. one, Chris. Mm-hmm. Hi, Chris. Hello, please, Chris. Please be a guest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please be a guest, mate. Yeah, well. So I'm just going to read his email. His email? Uh, Text. It came through as an SMS. Oh, nice. Hey, dude. Here's some initial thoughts on the old racing genre. Mm -hmm. You got it right. Mm -hmm. First off, got to give a shout out to Outrun, of course. Oh, yes. That car. Ferrari? Yes. Testarossa? Yeah. My brother used to have a model Ferrari Testarossa and an F40, I believe it was. Very nice. That car and the music and being able to play it in the arcades with the steering wheel and stuff was awesome. Same with Chase HQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like Outrun, but you had to chase a bad guy and smash up their car and stuff. Brilliant in its day. Had some cool voiceover and music for the time too. It did. Let's go, Mr. Driver. Nice. I couldn't actually get... I tried to get Chase HQ working, but it only came out on the Amstrad, I think. No. Tari ST or something eh, like that. Eh. But I, <laughs> Take a drink for being wrong. <laughs> it, it, there was a version on the Master System I think I eventually played. Um, but I did play the arcade version on an online, on like a browser. Oh, and I can see the appeal. Well, I played it on the Amiga one recently. But this this story now pains me. There's a Amiga version? Yes, the Amiga version. I couldn't version. find it. 
the Mega Vision ain't good as well. Mm. This pains me to say this. So back in the day, obviously we know the whole Spectrum uh, Commodore feud. Oh yes, Terry and his brother had a Spectrum. Terry, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy this bit. Yeah. I guarantee it. So, oh shit, what's happened to me beer? Oh, it's got a cheeky little head on it. <laughs> what are you drinking now? Oh well, actually, oh god, it's coming out thick and fast. <laughs> It's um, it's an interesting beer that is going to be relevant to someone who has also sent in some messages. Who was the first time, long time listener, first time caller? Nice, my cousin Ian, who I'll, I'll read out a, a message from later on. Um, it's Ilkley Pale mm-hmm. from the Ilkley Brewery. Uh, cool. And the reason it's relevant to him is because he used to live in Ilkley. So oh, yeah. nice. Oh, it tastes like shit. <laughs> so, the spectra, the story, right? So, Chase HQ. I never actually played on the arcades. And, um, the end. <laughs> what no, a story. Once I, I was over Terry's and I had it on the spectrum. And I played on the spectrum. And it was really, really good on mm. the spectrum. I tried it's, it. It's probably one of the best like games on the spectrum uh-huh. I think I played it later on the Commodore and it's atrocious which hurts me even more but to try and get a bit back I remember later on that they got a GCHQ 2 special criminal investigations yeah. and I remember when we used to go over each other's houses we used to just we had that many games that like you would just take out a few games like about 5 or 6 and you put them out and you go over the night we're going to play these games and I would always take out Chase HQ 2. And to this day, I've never played on the Spectrum. Really? Because there was always some excuse, some reason why we couldn't play it. Yeah. And I later found out why off Terry, because he's a more honest person than his brother was back then. Yeah. And it's because it's shit. All oh, right, interesting. Interesting. So they didn't want you having that? No, they didn't want um, that like in me or arsenal of like... <laughs> hatred towards the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary hatred, in my opinion, of course. I keep telling you, I got bullied. Mm. Everyone had a Spectrum. I had a Commodore. No one ever goes in about the good games on the Commodore, do they? You no, because there wasn't any. Um, ooh. Carry on with the, the emails. I'll just ignore that. I did try the Chase HQ uh, Spectrum version, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah it was surprisingly really good. good. Isn't it? Mm-mm. Another really early racing game, this is still Chris, mm-hmm. uh, I loved in the arcades, was Road Blasters. Oh, yeah. Blasters. Mm. Now, I tried that again. In fact, just today I tried it. Mm. And my little notes, I said it was great music. Mm. The, uh, the f- main menu or the first level was some great music in it. The graphics were nice for the day as well. It, it had, was, And this is something that's going to be a recurring theme. This particular type, like as you said before, because it's a lot of them are from the arcade, like the ver- home versions of the arcade games. Mm-hmm. To have that similar thing of running out of fuel, yeah. there's checkpoints, there's yeah. weapons and obstacles. Like I've played around about a dozen of, of games, dozen games over the last couple of weeks that have had this exact same format, exact same it's, formula. It's, it's hard of racing games to make them different though, really, isn't mm. it? Because it's either laps or checkpoints, really, isn't it? It's like rally games, modern rally games where you, you're not so much hitting checkpoints, but you're hitting like markers that give you times up to that particular ah, point yeah. and it's like from point A to point B whereas there's other racers which are going around in laps 
Because that's like the two main So like, definitions. for instance, I use Lotus as an example. Uh-huh. There's a game I'll be talking about a little bit more later. But on that, it's like there's 20 races and you've got to finish 10th right. or better. If you don't finish 10th, you get disqualified. Uh-huh. And then when you go to the next race, there's a leaderboard and it's all about hitting the top leaderboard so you get points depending on where. Uh-huh. But that's how it is slightly different from the checkpoint system. It's like racing against other cars, yeah, essentially. Yeah. But uh, there there's just seems to be so many. But it's understandable. It makes sense why. Mm-hmm. Um, he said about Road Blasters, that was one with the combat element too. Guess I like those kinds of ga- kinds of games rather than those uber-realistic ones. Could never get into Forza or Gran Turismo as they were just too... As it was just too much tweaking of the car, etc. And they were too serious. Mm-hmm. Saying that though, the very first F1 game on the PS1 was a bit of a classic. As for some more slightly newer racing games, <laughs> slightly newer, I love the very first Mario Kart. Uh, who doesn't yeah that's who a game where I'm going to have doesn't. to restrain myself from talking about because we've talked about it we do a Mario so Kart much. special uh, again that mix of combat and racing the different characters handling the cars differently some amazing tracks too Rainbow Road was so memorable mm-hmm. and I remember doing the time trial on Ghost Valley 1 again and again to beat it great stuff oh that is so like on the, the nose because yeah. recently I, I set myself a challenge of getting gold on everything because it starts with 50 and 100 uh, 100cc and then you unlock 150cc. Uh-huh. So I, I got gold on everything. And I remember that from it. I love the ghost tracks. Mm. Because you texted me back, Tom, and said that you haven't you hate the ghost tracks. Uh-huh. I love them. And I remember, just like what that guy was saying in the email, there was something about trying to get a better uh, time on the, the ghost tracks. There was something about them. There was something more... Spooky. Uh, spookily, <laughs> they were spookily good. And Rainbow Road... Rainbow Road on 150cc is fucking hard, like, because of them stupid fucking rocks. I couldn't, um, I couldn't finish the second race on the mush on the flower cup. On uh, is that what? What does that look like? It's the I think it's a ghost one, but I couldn't. I I couldn't couldn't finish first. It's when you hit the block and it disappears, and then the second time I hit the same block, but it's not there, and I fall down every fucking time. He then goes on to see. Love this other racing game on the snares, rock and roll racing. Oh, yes. He used to play it with his mate Tony Loads. Had an awesome mix of cool cars, cool weapons, and a great soundtrack. Had Paranoid by Sabbath, Highway Star by Deep Purple, and Born to be Wild on it. I don't like the way that plays. I went back to try it, and it's—is that a rare game? I'm sure it is. Like. Maybe. Ring. I, I don't know if I, I'm sure. I must have played that because it rings a bell for me. Like rock and roll racing. Another thing I've found is lots of games that I've played that I've 
actually played before but completely forgot about. That's what's lovely about the podcast. Cause yeah, you that's can, true. Like these excuses to like try different games and yeah. stuff. He also said along those lines, I also loved F Zero on the SNES and the first couple of Wipeout games on PS One. Again, it was the mix of cool cars, cool weapons, and great soundtrack. Those two had the added bonus of a cool sci-fi vibe too, mm. so you had the crazy tracks and the anti-grav stuff. Fantastic. To be honest, I haven't really played many newer racing racing games. As for stuff with driving elements, but not strictly driving, Defo have to give some love to the buggy on Half-Life 2. It handled really great and had that cool lightning gun. Uh, most recent thing I really liked was the Batmobile in Arkham Knight. Yeah. I have uh, not played Arkham Light. No, he yeah. said there was some mixed feelings about it, but he loved it. It fitted into the game well and had some amazingly inventive tracks in the Riddler challenges. Made a non-racing guy like myself actually want to play the tracks a lot, so it must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. He also said that, because um, I mentioned that I was having trouble with the chase, getting Chase HQ to work, uh, but also that my brother mentioned Chase HQ and asked him for some feedback, and he said, good taste by Marty. And then he said, Let's go, Mr. Driver. And speaking of driver, he said, uh-huh. Meant to mention the first one as that was class. Nice movie vibe with San Francisco, LA, and New York. Uh, and had that sweet director feature where you could replay stunts, crashes, etc. Ah, oh, it did, yeah. And it even had the tune, Newcastle, did, as a hidden hidden setting or a hidden setting. posted that on Twitter. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It was a strange version of it, but uh, you could drive around a. Their version of because of course uh, their offices were just past the Metro Arena, like mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the business business park, but it's like right next to the the time. Whilst we're talking about that area, um, I went on a stag do just building up to this episode, and what the lad wanted to do during the daytime was do go-karting. Oh, yes. So I've never done go-karting. I know you have, Tom. Yep. It was an 80-lap fucking endurance race. 80? Aye. Jesus Christ. It was exhausting. Me me cart died on the air quite early on, and I had to get another one. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know if it was because I was like, they told you not to use the brake and the accelerator at the same time. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm so used to, like, doing that. Uh Like, I don't mean a real car. Yeah. I mean, like, on... Like arcade ra- races and stuff, but what's quite funny is uh, Nicky, who was the lad getting married, it was his stag, he came last. And what he described as this hairpin on the course, which wasn't like it wasn't, uh-huh. he cra- he must have crashed about 30 times on it to the point where they made him go to the, um, the pits as a timeout because he kept crashing, really, which is a like get him off the course. So Anyway, I, like building up to this episode, I've done corn as well. Uh, you went all out for this one, like I did. Uh. Let's hope it fucking pays off. From the safety off. Next up, we've got Andre, the Hedgehog owner. Mm-hmm. He says the first game he ever played was Mega Race on the Packard Bell Four Eight Six. Whoa! He said two hundred and fifty-six colours never looked so fast. <laughs> you ever heard of that Mega Race? I've never heard of a Packard Bell Four Eight Six. No. <laughs> He said the first proper racing game was Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. TVR, Subera, LM. Mm-hmm. Hours spent tuning the car to your liking, saving the setup on your memory card and going to a friend's house for a split-screen championship with 10 other people lasting all day. Oh. Fair play. i never done that bit of the, uh, the, Grand, Theft, uh, the Gran Turismo. Would take it to someone else's? No. Yeah, I, f- I found the load times on that game killed it a bit mm. for me, like tinkering with it and then having to go to that practice, like... 
course. Mm. It was so long and laborious. There's a couple of other people mentioned Gran Turismo, so we'll not talk about it too much just yet because mm-hmm. um, yeah. they, they echo our thoughts. I think. Uh, he said, most fun with a car game was Carmageddon, a split screen with four people. Yeah. Murdering people with a clown ice cream truck shouldn't be fun. And the most time spent on a racing game, R-Factor. Never Hold on a that. minute. You know when he said Carmageddon? Uh-huh. What was that other game that was like Carmageddon? Twisted Metal. Aye. Yeah. Was that not where you were like an ice cream truck and that? Mm-hmm. And like that axle and stuff? Well, they, he was just standing with the wheels on either arm. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That was Twisted Metal with the the guy with the. the I'm sure the ice cream van was from Twisted Metal. Well, maybe Andre's getting mixed up between Twisted Metal and Carmageddon. Because my me and my mate used to play that a loads. I think it is, you know, because Carmageddon was the one with the zombies. It was. Where right? it was humans, but then they changed, and that was just driving around a, like a, a city or something, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Right, so maybe it is Twisted Metal that he means. Um, Great game. Andre, I'll be picking you up on that one. Yeah. So he said you most twenty shots, Andre. <laughs> most time spent on a racing game was R Factor. Uh, I've never heard of that, but triple monitors, racing wheel with three pedals set up, six-hour online endurance races with no way to pause, having 30 seconds to run to the toilet during the automated pit stop process (laughs) and get back to stop uh, to avoid crashing. Days spent making an asymmetrical car balance with slight clockwise emphasis because the track has more right turns than left turns. Weeks of work undone with one mistake and a total crash. So uh, how intense is that? Uh, I would love to get... I mean, I call him Andre, but it's Andrew. I'd love to get him. Well, actually, it's George. I'd love to get him on the on the, uh, the podcast at some point because I think he'd be a fucking great guest. Yeah. Because he's got, he's he's meticulous with his his information. He plays Battlefield, and he doesn't just play Battlefield. Mm-hmm. What I want to say is Battlefield is his pussy, but I'll not say that. Um, he he like looks at the all of the data. For like bullet drop and stuff like that for every oh, gun, he goes that so you can work yeah. out exactly the best place to shoot somebody from what distance, uh-huh. and it just uh, he goes. Some would say over the top, but uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say. That. I would say <laughs> just the right level. But yes, I think you'd be a, a really good guest to have on. So hopefully at some point, mm. you've got Martin, my bro. He said outrun. He was very concise with his answers. So he yeah. said outrun. So it was like the name of the game and then the reason. Okay. Outrun, driving a Ferrari. Fair play. Chase HQ, first driving game I ever played. Oh, nice, yeah. Fair play. Super Monaco, great first-person view from cockpit of F1 car. Super Monaco kind of rings a bell. Super Monaco Grand Prix, yeah. Yeah. Road Rash 2, The Chain. Yeah, you mentioned that on the uh, weapon special, That's wasn't right. it? Micro Machines, so much fun. Gran Turismo 2, took driving game to a whole new level. And Forza, continuation of Gran Turismo. Now, I'm surprised by Forza, because I didn't realise he played a game that late on mm-hmm. in, in uh, Game and Life. He must have had it for his Xbox 360. So, fair play. Thank you very much, Martin. And we've got Adam. He said, Need for Speed Underground 2, amaze. Okay, yeah. Never played that. No, mm. no. I've I, I played one Need for Speed, but I can't remember which one it is. Mm. Said Star Wars Pod Racer. Good call, yeah. yeah. I'd heard it was good. He said, I played the shit out of this when I was younger, and it's the only good thing to come out of the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> F- <laughs> fuck charge our bonks. That is all. Now, I don't know whether he deliberately said bonks or not, but it sounds good, so <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Well, yeah. He said, I don't like GTA V racing. It's only a small part of the game, but it's awful. Seems as though there's something built into the game where losers catch up. Dislike emoji times 100. 
Well, so it's that rubber banding thing, isn't it? Or so where it deliberately gets people to chase up, uh, to catch up, which a lot of games. You said actually when we were playing some of the games, weren't you saying that it feels like mm-hmm. that's that's the way it's set up? Rubber banding's a weird one because um, that for me is why I don't like any of the other Mario Karts I've played. Oh yeah, it it feels like the rubber band and it just destroys it. And indeed. Um, the Sonic race I won that uh, me and my girlfriend would play a lot I mean <laughs> it doesn't help that Louise would beat us all the time on that game like we had once we had uh, me, Terry and Louise playing it and she was beating me all the time it's like Caddy with the uh, spinning lariat yeah Zangief kind of thing yeah. I'm surprised they didn't make a fucking card game of Street Fighter did they not? we'll touch on card games like later on, uh-huh. that's a shame. That's a, that seems like a missed opportunity. Simon, remember Simon? Oh yes. He said, "Big Red Racing was absolutely shit, stroke mad." Big Rig Racing, is it? Big Red. Big Red. Mm. I thought Big Rig was the one that Angry Video Game Nerd covered. You know? No, I. Uh, that is. That, yeah, that, that so was another one. The one that you just you could you wouldn't stop the speed of that. Uh, just kept going. You can reverse so fast. <laughs> That's that right. You can you actually... Just reverse into like uh, another dimension. No, this one's big red racing. Um, <clears throat> it came free with the Windows ninety eight upgrade. Apparently, okay. I had a quick go of it on the web browser version. Uh, feedback. What was it like? Nicole Courgette was one of the characters that you could choose. Oh, I just seen this today. Yeah, yeah. I sent the pictures on the WhatsApp God, the, group. Uh, when was that made from? Uh, well, it was free with Windows ninety eight. God, the graphics were oh, like graphics were angular crazy. to the like max. The, the, you, there was no definition on the face, so they just didn't look like humans. It was weird. Kind of like Lego people. Yeah. So there was there was about five or six different characters, but there was Nicole Courgette, <laughs> I, Ivan Smirnoff, which is again. going back to um, Zangief, and also Ivan Iron Man Stewart. Sort of. Who's that? The guy that off-road racer game. Oh, yeah. yes, sorry. Then you've got Jake Badmother Jackson. Each of these characters have got a favourite thing. Okay. I will give you everything I own if you can tell me what Nicole Courgette's <laughs> favourite thing is. Because each of them are different things, right? Uh-huh. So what would Nicole Courgette's favourite something be? If you can tell me, I'll give you everything I own. Shopping? No. Non-porous material. Right, well, now I realise why you're saying <laughs> it like that. How the... F- well, what, it goes what? back to all the ages ago when we are doing the Street Fighter special. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Terry brought over this book, and in it, it had like made a bullshit about all the characters yeah. and what their favourite things were. And they were just totally pulled out of someone's arse. That's exactly like, what I was so thinking so baffling. <laughs> favourite non-porous material, rubber. Okay. Ivan Smirnoff's favourite burrowing animal. What would oh what would he God. What would he have gone for, do you think? Mole. Well done, yeah, yeah. And then Jake Badmother Jackson's favourite root vegetable. <laughs> root vegetable. Yeah. Um parsnip. Oh close, radish. Uh, I think they spelt radish wrong though as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I bet you that was like the um work experience lad had to come up with that. It was a few Didn't of those. Did that shoe size as well on that? Oh, was that something else? Um, maybe, maybe. Fucking hell. It was man. fucking stupid. But the, it was, it felt like they were 
going out of the way to try and be funny like and it wasn't it was just a bit embarrassing mm-hmm. but maybe back then it was funny um, but I tried the game the, the frames per second was just horrendous you controlled the camera with the mouse while you were using the keys to drive and it was really impossible to do it was horrible um, the graphics were pretty awful the sound effects were terrible but once you got into it it wasn't that bad really it wasn't as bad as some games I've played it wasn't as bad as like race driving but that's not really saying much yeah race driving is a new low I was go- I was in first position at one point I almost won and then I said oh Kelly uh, take, a, take a video of this and when I did that I ended up in the middle of fucking woods yeah I've seen that yeah, so I fucked up <laughs> ended up being fifth I like watching videos of you fucking because <laughs> <laughs> you very rarely get to see it in real life uh... so. me, 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 me. Simon goes on to say Trackmania uh, Ludicrous I think I've only ever liked batshit ones <laughs> because have you played Trackmania um, no it's crazy it's actually uh, we talked about it before the Grand Theft Auto 5 brought up this update Stunt Racer mm-hmm. Stunt Racers it's kind of like that where there's it tracks in the sky and stuff and it's crazy there's another one actually that I've never played that I've only ever seen videos of on Reddit and stuff and it feels as though all you have to do is press the accelerator and the track takes control of everything else. So the track's set up in a way that every turn and corner and stuff propels you to the next one. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's it just fires you around this massive area. And it doesn't look like, I say, you have to do much to actually play the game. But it's like a spectacular looking game. Some would argue that some bits of Sonic the Hedgehog's like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He never liked straight racers like Gran Turismo. They just bore him. There was one called Motocross Madness on the PC. That was fucking mad. <laughs> free roaming motocross game that came free with Windows 98 upgrades. Ah, sorry, I'm totally wrong. That one came free with Windows 98 upgrades. Red Big Red Racing did not. I apologise. Okay. I apologise for that. Big Red Racing, you had to buy that? Fuck me. That's <laughs> That makes it even worse. He goes on to mention Fuel. Remember Fuel? I do, yeah. I had that for a little while. He said, I didn't hate that. So that's <laughs> that's a nice uh, Yeah, I compliment. think that's what I could probably say about that. Yeah. I remember, though, the map being too big. Oh, it was that's... stupid. It was just barren, wasn't it? Because uh, the idea of Fuel was it was a massive open world that you drove around and found a race to do. A bit like Forza Horizon now, I think. I think that's Need kind of the speed, idea. I think, does that as well. Yeah. Um, it was one of the earlier versions of that. Now, I've got a really good anecdote about Fuel. Do you want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I said to them in the WhatsApp group earlier, the Gutter Pals WhatsApp group that we've got, I told them I was going to say this anecdote's on best. So I had Fuel, as you know. Did I lend you it? Um, I don't know. I bought it. Oh, no, no. Um, I didn't. But this that leads into the anecdote, actually. <clears throat> or is part of the anecdote, because I asked you, during this particular situation that happened, I asked you if I'd lent you this game. And mm. you said no. So, I hope I didn't. <laughs> Otherwise, this no, would be embarrassing. I didn't. I bought so, it for like eight quid or something. <clears throat> so, I had that game. I bought it on release because um, I was really excited for it because it looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was 360. You know that uh, the way I have my, all my games, or the way I used to have all my games set out and stuff. Uh, and you know how meticulous I am about things and obsessive I, I am about stuff. Mm-hmm. So my mother, I lived in my mother's house at the time. I rent, like paid her rent, and she decided to have some work done on the guttering or something like that. And this guy came out to do the work and brought a, an apprentice. Obviously, I'm not going to mention any names. So I was a bit displeased about this because 
my concerns, areas my concerns about it, I said, well, I don't really want anyone coming in the house that I don't know mm-hmm. while I'm out because I was at work. I mean, I'll just says, add to this, your, your mum didn't live in the house. No, no, she didn't live there. Uh, it was just me me by myself. It was her and she, property. You know, it was her property. Yeah. So I lived there and I said, like, I'm, I'm not very happy about someone coming into the house when I'm not there. And she said, I'll be all right, man. Don't worry. So I was like, okay. When I came home that night and I was just sitting watching telly and I looked across at the games and I was like, hmm, something's not right there. And I went over. And it was funny enough, actually, the night before I knew these people were coming around, I took a picture of all my games, mm-hmm. the big bookshelf I had with all my games and DVDs. I just had this funny feeling. I had this really funny feeling that I needed to be careful, basically. So I just took a picture and lo and behold, fuel was missing. The game yeah. had just disappeared and I was like, eh, that's that's weird. Where could that possibly be? And as you know with me, I know where everything is all the time. Yeah, quite like I, Sherlock Holmes. I just fucking know. I know if something's not right, not quite right. So I said to Kelly, like, ah, that, uh, that's missing, that's not there. I don't know where it is. And I think that I called you, I texted you that night and said, have you got it? Because mm-hmm. I thought that's the only place it could be. I'd spoke to Martin as well, my brother. I said, have you got it? And he said, no. Was that like number one suspect? Well, not even suspect, just like number one, the only person that I would have lent that game to would ah. be you. So I spoke to Martin as well, he didn't have it. So then I phoned my mother and said, there's this situation here, this game's gone missing. Did they come into the house? So anyway, it turned out that, well, we still don't know. We still don't know if this person did steal this game or not. But I was at work the next day and he came around and Kelly was there, my mother was there, and they all confronted him and said, did you take it? And he went, oh, no, no, I didn't. This is the best bit. He went, no, I didn't. I have just got an Xbox 360, like, uh, but no, I I didn't take the game then. So it, it it was all very, very convenient. Obviously, I wasn't going to get this game back. So I went to the the town and bought it second hand for like £12 or something mm. never played it again <laughs> so <laughs> so went through this whole rigmarole of this game disappearing oh wait you did Lennon it <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the day now where I'll open up a box and there's a copy of it there and I'm like oh fuck that's where it was the whole time or something but no I, I genuinely think that this this kid this apprentice guy um, did I think what he thought was this this guy's got loads of games. There's no way he's going to know that I've. There's taken no way one. he's taking pictures of his. I'm coming his back games like uh, exactly. I'm coming people. back tomorrow. I'm going to take this. I'm just going to have a play of it tonight. I'll come back tomorrow and I'll just put it back. I, I genuinely think that's exactly what his mind, my, his, his thought process was. Elementary idea was. <laughs> 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 Perfect. Me taking me fucking photographs. So there you go. That's our anecdote. I hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Christian got in touch. Okay. What do you think he said? Oh, uh, Wipeout's definitely on there. And no, Mazacar, isn't didn't it? Did mention Wipeout? <laughs> yeah, he did. And what, sorry? Maza. Mazacar. What's that? Mazacar. Oh, he did say Ma- Yeah, he did. Mazacar. He did say that. I just didn't make a note of it because I knew someone else had mentioned it. Mm-hmm. He also said uh, Roll Cage. Never heard of that. Now, me neither. The only way I have heard about it is because there is a kind of spiritual successor coming out called Grip. Now, Grip has got a lovely, lovely... The way they've done the the logo or the name Grip, mm-hmm. it's one of those words where you can turn upside down it says Grip again, exactly the same way. It's lovely, it's really nicely done. But that's a, like I say, a spiritual successor to that. So the idea is you're driving along, um, you go over a jump, 
and then your wheels touch the ceiling and you can just still keep driving and then you'll kind of flip around so whichever way up you are oh I do remember this game I did have it yeah there you go it was for the Playstation 1 I'm sure and it was it it was dead fast because Mm. of that mechanic yeah it's impossible physics it it couldn't possibly happen because as soon as you touch the thing your axle would just snap off because you'd immediately be going the wrong way <coughs> but I'm sure they would have thought Christ, about that. I've never. I remember having that. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, they, I, th- I encourage Christine to check that out because that's coming out. He also agreed with Simon that Gran Turismo was boring, or maybe because he was just shitting it. Well, I've just bought Gran Turismo Free, which was the one I never played, and I know you said it was a bit disappointing back in the day, uh-huh. but I paid seventy five pence for it, <laughs> and I bought it for the PlayStation Two, right. and I think I will have a have a. Like a decent go of it. So I'll get back to you on I that. I think my disappointment with that was that it just felt like there was hardly any cars mm-hmm. compared to Gran Turismo 2. Right. Gran Turismo 2, one of my favourite memories of that, I mentioned it briefly before, was getting the Lancia Delta and tuning it up, fine-tuning it perfectly. And I used to do endurance races on it, which were like 40 lap races. Yeah. Where you had to do pit stops and stuff. It was so good. I don't remember the so pit good. stops, but in the first one, I remember having a Mitsubishi one, uh-huh. and I'd done all the tracks. The only one that I was yet to do was the track backwards, and it was oh, yeah. an endurance. It was like something ridiculous, like 40 or 50 laps, and I couldn't do it because uh-huh. me air gear ratios were all fucked up. I used to... I got a lot of time out of that, because it was the uh, Gran Turismo 2 one was with the scratch and sniff disc, wasn't it? Wasn't Grand Turismo 2 the one that also introduced off-road racing? Yeah, because I remember getting a a Renault Clio and it had like a rally decal thing that I got and I tried to make it into a rally car by making the ratio, um, the wheels really loose and stuff so it would like slide around corners and stuff like that. It taught us a lot about how cars work and I don't know how transferable that is in the real world. But like, it it gave us a lot of knowledge about like gear ratios and stuff and fucking what's it called? Andrew just mentioned it before, but like the setup of your tires and your wheels nah. and stuff like that. It, it teaches you a lot about it. Well, it's I funny. Guess, I don't know how real it is, but with that game, when I bought Gran Turismo and I put it on, because I remember Gran Turismo, everyone was like, "Oh, the hype! It's like everyone's got to have it." Mm. So I bought it, and I remember trying to play it the first night, and I was like, "I can't fucking take any corners. I'm nah. shit." So then I started like putting a bit more time into it. I started playing it in a unique way, as in I don't know anyone else who played it like I did. So upside what I down. would pardon? Upside down. Upside down, yeah. Upside down with like a blindfold on. <laughs> while he's having a wank. No, I would <laughs> I used play- to do that. Uh, did you? The wank part. I would play it and what I would do is I'd play it with um manual gears. Yeah, so I, I did. I would go to a corner and this is the, you see I've only just learned to drive like two years ago. In that game, the way I would slow down is I would I would hit a corner or I was just about to hit a corner and I would go into third. Right. So I'm From like going down a straight, I'm going down a straight, I'm in sixth gear and I'll go down to a third to take the corner. So what it would do is the game would say, okay, if you're in third... You're you um, this fast. Yeah, your car maxes out at that speed. Yeah. So we're now dragging your speed down so it would help you, like, 
it was a way of helping take the corner. And I remember at that time, like I said to my dad, um, what what would that do to a car if oh, you done that in real life? Your would just drop out of the bottom. Well, that's what uh, a lot of people have said. And interestingly enough, I do have a, a kind of weird problem with gears in, <laughs> now that I'm driving, where I um, I don't know, my gear selection's a bit weird. Oh. And I wonder if it all goes back to that moment <laughs> with Grand. You just said it teaches you a lot, doesn't it? I used, to, I used to do manual gears as well, and I'm pretty sure I used to do the endurance races with manual gears. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's a game where it was a simulation? So oh, if you're yeah. going to simulate, you might as well go the whole yeah, lock. That's like, what you I used can't, to think. Like, I, used yeah. to, I used to think, if I'm going to play this, I may as well play it. But it goes back to how we used, we always say about where we used to choose the hardest skill level and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be tested as much as possible with it. Mm-hmm. Which, in my later years of gaming, I learned just basically put us off gaming yeah like just made us think when I had less and less time like when I played Gran Turismo 2 I had all the time in the world I used to come in from school and had nothing to do so I would just play my game but now me gaming time's precious mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I kind of I don't have time to fuck around yeah and you also don't want to like I don't know have a fucking ball ache of an experience where you're like I don't know doing the same course over and over mm-hmm. again well that's leads you on to the getting the licenses because that's what the licenses were all about, wasn't it? So getting the special license. Fuck me. There was one that was synonymous because uh, I watched a few videos to try and jog memories with this podcast. And there was a few ones saying that one of the specials, and I don't know which version it was, basically saying it was a total piss take. Yeah. I don't know which one it was. So. It's like the last level of driver. Uh, the first driver, which I was I finished just, that, yeah. Yeah, which was just a total piss take. Where you feel like, is it? can you actually do it? Then black cars... That were basically the way they were driving was just they, they like broke off-road, the like game. off road. They just broke the game, <laughs> like they were you know they were something else. <laughs> anyway, back to the. Sai came in with a very very short message, which basically summed up. Fuck off and stop texting. <laughs> basically summed up his gaming career. Mm-hmm. He said, "I've been lost on driver for many an hour, as usual." God bless you. <laughs> uh, then we got to come on to cousin Ian, mm-hmm. who can probably just be known as Ian. Like I said, he's a long time listener, first time caller. I say that I don't think he's ever listened to the podcast, but maybe he will. Okay. He said he did say on it to be in your podcast, which oh. is a very nice, very nice sentiment. And I'm actually going to see him on Monday, and I've seen him for a little while, so that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. I actually asked him specifically for Amiga memories because playing the Amiga, my first experience was playing at his. Mm-hmm. In turn, playing a Spectrum was my first experience was playing at his. He had the one... Did he have the one with a separate tape deck, I think, maybe? But, yeah, playing the Amiga for sure, the first time I played it was at his house down in Ilkley. So I said to him, we're doing a podcast about driving game. <sighs> Fuck. Take your time, yeah. <laughs> You're doing a podcast about racing games. Mm-hmm. And I do recall playing some racing games on your Amiga. Can you remind us what they were? Mm-hmm. He said, who is this? <laughs> no, he said, now there's a trip down memory lane. Funnily enough, I got my Amiga I got my Amiga out the other week and it booted up and got lemons working, oh. albeit in crap res on my TV. He couldn't find Swiv because that was one of the games I, I said to him, like, I remember playing Swiv at yours. I recall I had the cheat code, so just spent about an hour at a time playing it from start to finish. 
driving wise I can't remember aside from I had a bootleg outrun and my pride and joy was Lotus Esprit Turbo Challenge mm-hmm. many a day was spent driving both Esprit and Elan around slightly curved flat roads for the driving games he played the driving a cop car bit in the Robocop game which was Robocop 3 I believe which I tried mm-hmm. uh, yesterday I had a go with that that was a that was an experience it was all on the mouse uh, so it was a bit strange controlling it but it was obviously one of the early one of the games where it, 3D had first started if you think about mainstream like how ahead of its time that game was mm-hmm. um, I remember that being a very uh, <laughs> it was famous in amongst our circle of friends because when it got a review it came up with this idea because we've talked about the Amiga having a problem with um, copy with copy protection, a lot of them had the thing with in the instruction booklet. Yeah, mm. you you probably noticed that now I when you've looked at something. So you just like click past it because yeah. it's been cracked. It says like pay, look at page three and find word yeah. fourteen and stuff. Well, the thing that the people who made Robocop Free had come up with this idea was you actually plugged something into the second uh, port. controller yeah. port, and it was supposed to just like if you didn't have that. Plugged in, Couldn't the be. game doesn't work. The next day, when I went over to my mate's house, where I got like all the copy games from, which is something I'm gonna, well, I might as well mention now. Like growing up, there was a few games that I really wanted, but uh-huh. the only way I got would get these games was off my friend. So there was a few games on the Amiga that I really wanted. So I loved Supercars 2. I wanted mm. Supercars 1. I never got that. Skid Marks and Lotus Free. I never yeah. got them, like, growing up. Anyway, Robocop 3 got cracked straight away. Really? And Robocop 3 is an interesting, like, footnote. It's like, I think it's unplayable now. Oh, yeah, I found it very difficult. I, I, I tried to, but I didn't know where the fuck I was supposed to go. Like I say, you could you could only use the mouse, and I was using it on the Mac. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this isn't the greatest mouse to use for any sort of gaming purposes. Yeah. But then you, when you, I, I tried another mission that was uh, going into a building, and there was like hostages and stuff. And you had again had to use the mouse. It was like a first-person shooter sort of thing. I thought that was the first level. I felt the first level is you got to drive to where the hostages are. And it will then be go that, because know? one good thing I noticed about that game, it had an option at the start where you could you could choose either the movie version or the arcade version mm-hmm. if you chose a movie version it played out like it was a proper game with like split uh, cutscenes and yeah, stuff right. but the arcade version you could just choose any of the levels you wanted to play oh, so you really? just skip yeah, all yeah. the crap which was interesting but yeah the driving bit it was plane based 3D I believe it's called and it was just like ah, it was just awful it was really awful there was a nice church in there at one point I think there's a bit in that game where you um, you fight the ninjas because mm. the film do you remember Robocop 3 no I've never seen it have you not seen Robocop 3 no. well I'm going to give you a bit of advice never ever watch it it's shit oh. there's a bit where he's <laughs> on a jetpack and that's in the game as well it is yeah it said on the one of the um, missions on the arcade thing it said not jetpack but something propulsion test fucking level or something so you could actually do it you, uh, Ian went on to say he also had Formula 1 Grand Prix uh, Toyota Celica GT, Chase HQ, amazing, he says, and Supercars 2. 
So what I did was for all the the games that um, our fans have mentioned, I decided to try them. Ah, uh, yeah. The only one I haven't been able to try that's been mentioned, I believe, has been mentioned anyway, was Indie Heat. No. no Indianapolis Five Hundred. No, hang on. Indie Five Hundred. What's Indie Heat? Is that a game? Anyway, uh, the only one I couldn't try was Indie yes, 500. Yes, it is Indie Heat, the one that I like. Oh, right, so it is Indie Heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's The only one I haven't been able to try is Indie Heat. But I'm hoping, because you've just given me loads of Amiga games, it's loads on, of Amiga man. ROMs. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that one. Hopefully that one will work properly. For me, um, Indie Heat is... Uh, so you liked the Super Sprint and like Badlands and um, the Off-Road Racer. It's like that. I believe it's the last one they made. And mm. um, the Mega one's really good because, as we've said before, yeah, you have a miles per hour thing in average, so it's something to work yeah. work towards. It's really good. Me and Terry used to play that loads when we were getting pissed. You are saying on the scoreboard all of the names because there's like dozens of names on the, the scoreboard and you changed them all to rotten. Yeah. And the screenshot. Terry, if you're listening, send Ross the screenshot. Yeah, we'll send Please. it to you. Uh, send Tom, us the so screenshot. You can put it on Twitter. Get it on fucking Twitter. So I tried Toyota Celica Rally. Right, yeah. Obviously sponsored by Securicore Express because it was plastered all over the fucking game. Mm, I've never played this thing. I didn't have many notes to say apart from utterly horrendous, ugly. Alright, no, well, that's. So I just cross off me. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was Toyota Celica Rally GT, I believe it was. Obviously, I've played Robocop 3. Mm already played Chase HQ mm. the Formula 1 Grand Prix I'm pretty sure I did play that like I haven't got any notes about it but I'm sure I did play it I'm, I think that was one of the ones that was all the cars were the same colour so it was obviously Formula 1 but all of the of, of the other um, racing cars were just the same colour so you couldn't like fucking tell which team you were on aye basically but it was just again it was an, one of the very many um, racing games like that that just looked the same mm-hmm. like Super Monaco Grand Prix it just looked like that essentially it's the same sort of thing Super Cars 2 however oh, I love that game I couldn't play Super Cars 1 I've got that so you can have a go of it yeah I couldn't uh, find a a ROM that worked but Super Cars 2 had some great start up music I like the tuning end of the cars and the top-down driving. I really like that top-down driving thing. Did you have a go over it? was very... This Supercars 2 actually looked a lot like the first Grand Theft Auto, I thought, the way the cars moved. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but it had this weird sort of like almost Benetton advert thing on the main menu like there was every like creed and colour of, of, of the, the world uh, yeah. just all these different people standing there and it was like uh, almost like a driving school like all these people that just passed a test and got a photo taken together it was weird right. it was a very strange game there was quite a few different things that were very very strange like oh, yeah. why, I don't know why we had missiles and mines and stuff I don't know why it it's was meant so to be aggressive like a, a, a fake so the game is essentially at the start you do a, like a, a race it's, now, like a man- it's like a management game isn't it like managing your vehicle and stuff <sighs> It's so odd because when you finish the game, if you've got on the comm screens, the comm screens come up because you can turn them off on and you text me saying, what the fuck? So the comm screens are quite weird. So you get ones where it's like um, a guy who's trying to make you retake your test. He can take off um, points. So you you text me the one, the lady who's like the ban the bomb thing. Ah, it's like environmental environmental health quiz, and it says um, cats against the bomb. There's a poster with a cat against the bomb in the background, and it's got to ask you like, she she asks you loads of questions, Mm. and then you get fined at the end. And one of the questions was something about your car giving out 110 decibels, decibels, and your answer was pardon, which was like was really funny. And then there was one: Have you ever taken the public transport? And Some one of, them, of the answers was, have you ever tried racing a bus? And then in the end of it, I was fined £2,000. Well, some of them, it feels like there is no right answer. No, no. But uh, the thing with that is, they're the bad ones, but then you sometimes get like, um, there's like a, a reporter, he, he'll talk to you and he'll give you money. I got if a you, sponsorship deal one, and I got, right. I got £1,000 at the end of. So, but you can turn them off on. So then, like after that, after your race, you get one of them... And then you go to the a monitor showing your car. The first bit of it is to repair your car, and the second yeah. bit is buying and like buying and selling your weapons and whatnot. And the thing I love about this game, and something that I listened to a um, a retro asylum podcast talking about uh, this game, and they never talked about this. And to me, this 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 little point of this game, it just fucking makes it. So on the game. You are talking about um, you've got front and back missiles, yeah. But you can change it because you've got there's other stuff. You you've got like heat seeking missiles, yeah. um, super missiles that go around your mines, turbos and stuff like that. You can also get armor for your vehicle, uh-huh. like um, battering ram things. That means when you crash into other cars, you can damage them, all that sort of stuff. But the thing that I think is so wonderful is the prices of the weapons fluctuates. So, like, Terry used to play it with me, and I'd played it so much back in the day that I can tell when a, when a, a weapon is at a high price. So, you'll go on it, and I'll use back missiles, right? They, they at a really high price, are 540 quid, right? When you go on sell, you'll lose money selling stuff. But what you can do in that game is you can play it so that you can buy loads of something when it's at a low price mm-hmm. and then sell it. And what me, me and me mate used to do was we used to get to the last race with loads of money and we would just buy shit loads of something, like whatever was cheap on that last race. And you could wipe out the other cars. Uh-huh. So in the game, you have an energy bar and if that energy bar gets depleted totally, you're dead. Right, okay. 
the computer cars have the same internal energy bar, but yeah. you don't know. It doesn't tell you. Uh, yeah. You can wipe them out. So what we would do as a kind of bit of fun is we'll buy and sell stuff, buy and sell stuff, and then when you get to the end, you'd have loads of money because you'd been investing it in weapons and then selling them. Uh-huh. Not just on um, how good you do on the races or if you got lucky on a com screen. I'm talking about like if you bought... 50 or 60 back missiles when they were like 120 quid each and then you go to the next race and then when it comes back the next race there might be 380 no don't sell them yet next race there might be 580 yeah sell them now so you sell them and then you might buy um loads of homer missiles homer missiles are expensive anyway but they might be 480 which is really low for them buy loads of them then the next race, when they've went up in price, sell them. That idea is fucking amazing. And not no other games have utilised that in mm. that way. Can you imagine playing, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto, where it done that online? Yeah. Where there was weapons that you'd buy, but they'd fluctuate in price. Did it, did it explain why they fluctuate, or is it just... Well, go going back to what Sai was saying, I had an Amiga, I had it on copy, mm. Oh, I didn't have the manual. Hmm. Now, that's an interesting... One last thing about Supercars 2, which pisses me off. So, it's by the people who made Lotus. So, on the game is, there's three levels to it. Mm-hmm. Easy, medium, and hard. Yeah. Easy has seven races. Medium has seven races. Hard has seven races. So, I love the game. The first time I had it with me and my mate, we went through easy and medium... Ad nauseum. Hard would fuck up. Like, the the levels would, like... It's weird. There'd be a crash at the top. Like, it, it looked like it was, like, jerked across. But the, it was all out of sync. So it was unplayable. Yeah. So I went... I remember it was on sale in some shop and I bought it. The actual original done that. Mm. Just recently playing it uh, for this podcast. The, the, the ROMs I have does the same thing. So what I'd like to ask any listeners is, have you played Supercars 2 mm-hmm. on hard and finished it? Yeah. Because I could only get a level 3 or 4 because it just fucked up. Yeah. There's a little question for your listeners. Yeah. Please let us know. One last thing about Supercars 2, I noticed the scoreboard had the typically hilarious names. So you've got Alan Phosphate. Mm-hmm. I think that was supposed to be Alan Prost. Nigel Mainsail. Ayrton Send Up. Yeah. Uh, T. Harry Bootson. <sighs> Crash Hard Banger. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be Gay Hard Burger. There you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought I had to share them. Lotus done the same thing. Aye. It's by the same guy. Like Aye, the same it's team. It's by Gremlin and that. There you go. Fantastic games. I was going to say, actually, there's loads of games published by Gremlin. Uh, racing games. Loads.
Okay, we got one more email to read out. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to hear the email? Yep. What ho, chaps? Who's this from? Nyla. <laughs> Ethel the Frog. He said, no interest in racing games. Go ask someone who gives a shit. That was lies, wasn't it? Yeah, he said, I've loved racing games for as long as I can remember. With distant memories of playing Atari's Night Driver, probably the earliest. Night Driver, you played that? I did. Did you? <laughs> Atari 2600 version, I. It must be on that pack I've got then, mustn't it? Utterly horrendous. Really? What was so bad about it? Just because it's a it was, 2600 game. It was just difficult to see what you were doing. Because it's in Because it was, it was only called Night Driver because... <laughs> They could only make it like a black back screen like that. <laughs> the main horrendous game. Very clever marketing. Let's just call it Night Driver. It's shit. <laughs> he said there have been countless arcade racers I have enjoyed over the years. Far too many to mention here. But titles like Hang On, Pool Position, Road Blasters, and Ridge Racer being among my faves. For the record, I never liked Sega Rally or Outrun. I just never clicked with them. Oh. Controversial. I didn't like Sega Rally. I didn't like the um have you ever played it? The angle's weird. I played V-Rally. V-Rally, I loved V-Rally on the PlayStation. It was one map in Corsica, I think, which was just brilliant. But I thought that was really good, V-Rally, but Sega Rally, no. I wonder if with Sega Rally, I wonder if I'm misremembering it, but there was a early ones of that way, I'm sure it was like a weird camera angle. Mm. Where, have you ever played any of the arcade ones where it's, the car and it's kind of from the it's like tilted to a certain degree right and with it being a rally game you come towards a corner and it'll flash up with like the hard left yeah it'll flash up with that but you can't see it because of the way the camera is and then you've just got to go off that angle so when you think about it it's kind of like a glorified game of dragon's lair where you just, all right, so I'm coming up to a hard corner. I'm just going to have to... It's not just like that that Sega CD driving game, whatever the fuck that was called, where you, you literally just press left and right. Well, it's funny. There's a kid I work with um, who's a bit of a gamer. He's who let his uh, Resident Evil. And he mentioned that game you you, mm. you go on about. Mm. He played it back in the day, yeah. I don't know what it was called. I'm sure the last time we talked about it, we remembered the we name of it. We did remember, aye. It was anime style, wasn't it? Yeah. Aye. Um, but going back to the emulators, I tried to get um, some Sega CD games, and like I say, I needed that extra thing. Mm. I'll look at it again at some point, but never mind. It would be nice if I could get like um, the one where they attack. Uh, it's a really controversial game. Oh, would no, it'll be shit, man. It's terrible, that. What the fuck was it called, though? Night something? Nitro. Nitro, there we go, thanks. Go. As for home gaming, here's a few faves and all oddities. Mm-hmm. And one or two I hate. On the specky, wheelie. A side-scrolling motorbike stroke maze stroke hedgehog dodging game where you find your way to the end of the level and then have to race death back to the start. <laughs> now, <laughs> I tried Night, Ri- Night Driver on his oh. recommend... Well, not recommendation, but because he mentioned it. I also actually tried Pole Position, which was a game that he mentioned in the last bit. Uh-huh. Um, we've already talked about Road Blasters. And Super Hang-On. I, I did try Super Hang-On as well, but... Because I, I always wanted to mention it myself. So we'll talk about that later. Isn't it funny, though, with Super Hang-On, how he says he didn't gel with the Sega ones? I'm sure mm. Super Hang-On is by the guy who done 
outrun. Yeah. I'm sure I may be wrong. Possibly. Um, but with pole position, I just want to say about that. Nice looking game for the day, but my controllers were weird and couldn't straighten up. Ah, yeah. So when I was turning the corners, as soon as I started turning left or right, the car went at an angle mm. and it wouldn't go straight again. So it would only ever go right. It was like I was drifting around all the corners. But it had some really nice um, sound effects and stuff. I remember it was like a pretty cool game Yeah, for the day, for sure. I can understand why that was it like, did, what it I did look it. impressive yeah. like when you're taking account what was out then but I tried wheelie as well now I said I've earlier I've never heard of it I said earlier about load runner uh, load runner sorry about him saying it was um, frustrating mm-hmm. this is probably the most frustrating game I've I've played what uh, about the game of love <laughs> no it was too easy with you so that was never frustrating um I played the Amiga version and he's talking about the Spectrum version but the Amiga version I would imagine hopefully similar it was weird it looked like you were driving around in tunnels but I think they're supposed to be tracks but it was like it literally looked like you were driving around underground in yeah. tunnels the enemies were hedgehogs and kangaroos just they used to move they would move up and down slowly you, you would have to if you came to a different level and you wanted to go up you had to hold up or if you wanted to go down, you had to hold down. Okay, yeah. You had to be careful how fast you were going down because you'd crash. Wow. If you came to a gap, you could jump over it, but you had to get it at exactly the right speed to jump over, otherwise you'd crash. If you I didn't time so. your turn to turn around fast enough, you would crash into a wall. <laughs> if you it touched, seems like everything is just an equals crash. Yeah, if you touched one of the animals, you were dead. You lost a life. You only had four lives or five lives, four, then zero. Mm-hmm. Um, you could press a button, press fire to make the animals stay still just for long enough for you to go underneath it or something like that, for example. What? Why? What was the thinking behind that? Like- just to make the game slightly easier, I think. I don't know, just enough. I thought this game's too hard. What can we do? <laughs> somehow <laughs> somehow you you've, got, some sort of you've got the power. Uh, you've got the power to stop the animals. Mm. The things you were jumped over in these pits were like big London buses and, and blue cars and stuff like that. The way I described it in my own head was it's the jet set willy of driving games. Oh. oh, you want a bike as well the whole time, so you want a bike. If you came across this little lump, like a hump they called it, mm-hmm. you had to go as fast as you could and do a wheelie to get over it, which took us fucking ages to work out. The map seemed to be different every time. It was like, it wasn't well, like, like level... Generated. It wasn't even that. It was like level one, but there was about four or five different versions of level one. So you didn't know which one you were going to get. This all, by the way, uh, I hope this doesn't offend Nigel, <laughs> but this sounds like something you would like from <laughs> yeah, the limited sure. things I know exactly. about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was infuriating, <laughs> basically. Then you had to what you had to do is you had to go all the way to the right, and I I got to the point where I was quite adept at it, and I got quite far. I was going to the right for fucking ages. Oh, there was ice as well. But it wasn't ice. It wasn't like they'd made the bit of the level blue. They'd written the word ice, and then they'd written the word ice again a little bit later on, and that was supposed to represent a patch of ice. Jesus. Aye, it was funny, like. Um, <sighs> but I never, I went as far as I could, right? And I never came across this ghost rider guy who he's supposed to touch and then race him back to the start. Oh. Such a strange concept. Like I say, the jet set when you're driving games, mm. it was, as far as I can tell, it was impossible. What one thing? A lot though, of epic, epic games were though. Another thing, like how you could press a button to stop the animals. Also, the ghost rider made all the animals disappear. He scared off the wildlife. They described it as. So basically, they thought <laughs> it's it's not it's impossible if the ghost rider's <laughs> chasing you back. So uh, 
oh yeah, he can scare off the animals to make it a little bit easier. But yeah, that was a thanks for bringing that into my life, like Ethel, <laughs> Ethel the frog. Um, what else did you say? The Amstrad had the last V eight. Ever heard of that? I have. I have seen it because what interested is with that is isn't there a Mad Max element to that? All oh, right. The last. I, I I may be wrong. I didn't even. Isn't the V eight? Isn't that what he drives in that? In Mad Max. I'm sure it's something to do with the engine, isn't it? Yeah, V8i, V8 engine is the name of it. It's a type of engine. He drives a... Doesn't he not drive like a... It's a police car, isn't it? An old police car. I really told he suits it up, doesn't he? With the yeah, yeah. And shit. Um, he said, It's a rock-solid race against time with some fantastic music and awful controls. <laughs> awful <laughs> I really love Super Mario Kart and the SNES, but found subsequent releases tried too hard and ruined what I consider to be an almost perfect fun racer. Yeah. I can't I, disagree. Honestly, Nyla, we totally agree with that. Like, um, I went on Wikipedia before I came here, and I've got um, Mario Kart Wii, and I hate it. Me and you Did played you really that, haven't we? Yeah, 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 with the wheels. So I went on Wikipedia. <laughs> the wheels that I put a picture on Twitter, if you want to check that out, guys. Oh, I went on... Um, on Wikipedia to see what other versions there were, and it does the classic Nintendo thing. There's there's a version of Mario Kart on everything they released yeah, after the, the SNES. So it's the, on like the Game, Game Boy Advance. GameCube version. Yeah, GameCube. I think the Game Boy Advance would be a, a good one to play it on. Like. Apparently it's shit, oh. which I thought it would be good. <laughs> no, I thought it would be good. Well, everyone said a Game Boy Advance was a pocket SNES. Hey, I played a 3DS game. It was like uh, flying planes. It was a racing game, flying planes. What mm-hmm. the fuck was that? Someone tell us. Uh, I played that because it was it was when I was tr- uh, I tried out the 3ds in a shop, and that was the game I played. It was you were racing a plane, like a plane racing a plane. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say, on that subject, Diddy Kong Racing is great fun, as is Crash Team Racing, and more recently, Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed is well worth a look. Yeah, that's the one um, I thought I brought it, but that's the one me and my girlfriend would play a few mm. times. It's quite good. PlayStation had a shit ton of racers. Ridge Racer, Demolition Derby, Wipeout, Need for Speed and Porsche Challenge were all great. Porsche Never Challenge? played Porsche Challenge. No, no. Of them. Demolition Derby. I fucking loved Demolition Derby. The second one for me. The second one was amazing. I can't remember... Which one it was, but we used to play it with like my mate Kai and Jay and stuff. We used to fucking. Do you remember the music? I remember we'll put it on the CD because you could put the discs into a CD player. All oh, right. And you would hear like the audio tracks. Uh huh. And the music for that was just like. Just that over and over again. It was hilarious. Uh, Metropolis Street Racer on the Dreamcast. He goes on to say, the only console I've ever bought day one. Oh, sigh. Yeah. He actually does a little sigh. Oh. It's fantastic. I don't know if that's a, like as in, what was I thinking? Or, mm-hmm. ah, memories. You can confirm that. He said, that's fantastic in my opinion. Despite its very troubled development and poor sales, I still play it now. Mm. I don't like the Project Gotham Racing sequels at all. Ah, so Metropolis Street Racer... Oh, that was the first Project one. Gotham must have been. So I wonder, do you think that's deliberately DC referencing then? 
Is it? Because I was baffled by you. Because Metropolis is where Superman's from, so oh, where, where the city where he's he's based in obviously Gotham. So I what the references? Are. Another guy I'll interject with this. Another guy I know from football. Um, Richie's called. He he's a fan of driving games, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually give him the old um, Xbox, and I had a uh, Project Gotham Racing either two or one. I don't know, and he still plays it now. Really? And he says his favorite driving games was that or Super Mario Kart. Fair he bit. told me this right as he was driving me back from Cramon, as he overtook a um, ambulance with its with its Blue lights light. on. <laughs> In a, in a, uh, He's a taxi driver. He said he wasn't going over seventy, but then every um, roundabout, he was scared that the fucking ambulance would catch him up. <laughs> so Ethel the Frog was on to say, "Now, Gran Turismo, I fucking hate that game." <laughs> you may have noticed that the games, note games, I've mentioned are all arcade racers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to faff about trying to pass some arbitrary test on corner taking or acceleration just to play the main game. That can fuck right off. If you like driving sims, then great, but there's no fun in that for me. I can't be asked to fuck about with them. Same goes for the latest F1 games. I joined them. I enjoyed them until I had to piss about with telemetry and all that bollocks. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely fair enough. It's a different type of driving game, isn't it? And it's one where, as I said before, when I had the time to sink into doing something like that, I enjoyed it, but now... I got Forza uh, 2, Forza 2 maybe, I got for the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and I played it for about three hours, and realised that it was going to be too much for us, and I just never played it again. Yeah. Because it was just, it's too much of a time sink. And he finishes with, chaps, this could go on forever, I haven't mentioned Burnout Paradise, Forza Horizon, or Wacky Racers, and many more. Wacky Racers was on the, Wacky Racers was on the Dreamcast. Oh. Uh, but this subject could keep me blathering on for hours. Looking forward to the next podcast. You're definitely number one fan, oh. Eth- Ethel Daffrog. It says, P.S. If you have the temerity to read any of this, feel free to edit or omit at will. I left it all in. So, yeah, thank you very much once again for all of that wonderful. I think I'll try really. Just, oh, you just should. experience you the world's worst game. Like I say, I tried it on the Amiga. I don't know if there'd be much difference on the Spectrum. It looked, the Amiga version looked as though they tried to stay as faithful as possible to the, uh, to the, the Spectrum version. I really did. I know it goes against logical thinking, but I've played a lot of Amiga versions of games that I liked on the 8-bit and they ruined them. No. Like, try, you've mentioned it, in relation to that, your little review of that game, but try um, Jet Set Willy on the Amiga. Really? Oh, it's terrible. Really? They totally change it, mm. but it, it make it like worse. Interesting. I'll give that a go. Or will I? Is it on that pack of yours? I don't know. That'll, hopefully, it's not. Then that'll be making you not try. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Just look at it on YouTube. Driving at night. Just funny things inside a man. Get a man thinking. It's quite nice though, you can't think there's less idiots on the road. Be bright soon. Another day. Watch out.
Mine, mine, that was me. See you, buddy. That's the end of the emails and stuff. So I've just got a list of games here. Um, so if you've got a list of games, then we just put them together. So in making this list, the way I've done it, and I think Tom might have done it in a, in a different way, is I've just went chronological. Right. And in that, I remember a very. Um, it's funny how you remember, like as as this podcast went on, we're remembering things like mm-hmm. different things. So when we done with history, all back in uh, the first episode. I said that the first ever thing that I owned was a Commodore 64. Uh-huh. And then on episode two, Terry came on and, and reminded us of them, like, handheld uh, games. Yes, that's so right. So I, I was like, oh, shit, I had one of them before. And then I remembered, in thinking of Dragon Games, the first ever console I had... Racing games, yeah. Yeah, yeah, racing games. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> See, it's, it's punishment. That didn't seem like you you didn't enjoy that, so that doesn't seem like a punishment. Uh, you actually did a, a noise of pleasure. Mm. Well, yeah, it's, it's delicious booze. So the first um, racing game yes. I ever played. So the first, I got given a console um, by a family friend when we were like quite young, and it was called the video, uh, the Philips Video Pack, G. 7,000, right? <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. It was called the Odyssey 2 in America. And I, I found this out on Moby Games. And then I found out that um, Angry Video Game Nerd, he done a review, I sent you like the link to it, mm-hmm. where he played the game that I'm about to talk about. And he said that was the first console he had. Mm-hmm. And this was the first ever game he played. And... This I think this is the first ever game I ever played, uh-huh. and it was um, it was a pack with three games on. One of them was Speedway. Now Speedway was a ver- like vertical scrolling driving game. Now do you remember that god awful thing we played on the Atari pack, Tom, where the cars were these massive blocks oh, yes, and you had uh, to like avoid. Fucking horrendous. Right, so that's what it looked like. The second bit. The second game was called Spin Out. And Spin Out was top down. It kind of looked a bit like uh, Super Sprint. Mm-hmm. And the third one was called Crypto Logic and it was a puzzle game. So mm-hmm. that's not applicable in this story. Uh-huh. But I remember that uh, that console, I had two games. I had a Space Invaders ripoff. And I had that. And that was the first driving game I ever played. And I remember when I had when I had my Commodore and my Commodore was nestled up in my room, and then later on I might have had an Amiga. And my sister's like my sister's eight years younger than me, so would occasionally like dust this machine off and like hook it up to the TV downstairs mm-hmm. and play them. And the fucking joysticks were so painful. Like they had this funny rubber like um, fire button, mm-hmm. but it had a little bit of a uh, steel around the fire button that. After playing it for a long time, it really hurt your hands. Yeah. Have you still got it? No, I don't know what happened to it. Funny enough, 
one of my best friends at school, when when we're like going over at his house, he had one of them, and his mum was still getting them games, and she was paying like fifty quid for these games because I I remember um a Lord the Lord of the Rings one where it was it had this really elaborate like map and like instruction booklet and stuff but the games man they're mm. like so bad like I think probably the first ever racing game I ever played was that little um, it was a little plastic red dashboard and it had the black steering wheel oh, and you yeah. would um, but it had like a screen as well and you would Oh, God, it was all like backlit, so it was like a, a light behind it, and you would kind of move it. It looked almost like a shadow puppet sort of thing, uh-huh. and you would just move backwards and like across the lanes and crash inevitably all the time. And it kind had of the like sound the, effects and stuff. The game the guy uh, plays on in Dawn of the Dead, yeah, yeah and then exactly. it goes funny. And uh, but I didn't like have that where he has that face of kind of like <laughs> he's already turned into a zombie. But yeah, that Sorry, was probably man. the <laughs> that was probably the first uh, dry, uh, racing game I ever played. If that counts, I think that probably counts, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah. And another sort of more mechanical one I had was this little handheld thing. It had a little dial on it that you would spin around, and it had like it must have been magnets or something underneath the the cars, and they were all like little pieces, little physical pieces, and they would mm-hmm. go around this track if you spun this thingy spun this thing around and they would like the magnet would move around the track and take their little pieces around bang like which was an interesting little that is that, yeah. tri- uh, racing thing but let's talk more about actual fucking video games mm-hmm. you you recommended one to me so live and let die Have you played it? I played it 20 years ago. Uh, um, <laughs> Probably longer, actually. Pretty horrendous. Like It was all in a boat. It was all just racing in a boat. Some people say it's Buggy Boy too. And it makes sense when you play Buggy Boy because it kind of feels like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, if that's like fact. I have no idea. I've never played that. Buggy Boy too. Well, Buggy Boy's like, have you played Buggy Boy? Buggy Boy's another one that it was an arcade game, and I had the Commodore version. It was pretty fucking good. It's on the uh, Mega Pack album. Oh, right, class. But it crashes. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. You do these things with the flags and stuff. That's uh-huh. a bit of a difference from Living That Die. It's all about fuel, isn't it? Living That Die. Uh, you're in a boat and you've got to avoid the mines and get fuel. <sighs> yeah, and you can shoot of course and but it feels like one of the levels is like the Suez Canal which is apparently the most dangerous place in the world 
because of all these fucking obstacles know. and stuff. And then there's another one which is uh, in New Orleans or something like that. But I, I thought it was more to that film than just driving around in a boat, though. Well, you know, this is like uh, this is an early representation of it. Yeah. And there's a bit in, in Living Let Die, the game, which reminds me so much of Boogie Boy. So there's a there's a bit where you'll come up and there's a wall, mm-hmm. but a curved yeah. wall. Yeah, and you can, you can kind of like go up the wall yeah. to avoid the mines. Uh, the mines. Now, Boogie Boy done that as a racing kind of thing. Re- uh, Boogie Boy is like a that's a game you should check out. It's I pretty will. good. I will. I'm going to omit any ones that have been mentioned. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, right. When I first got my Commodore, I got a Commodore second hand. And I got a few full price, well, old full price games. And one of them was Pit Stop 2. All right. Pit Stop 2 has the most delicious artwork, like 80s artwork. It's like laser beam, like laser drawing two characters stand there you know head to head yeah and the thing about that game is it's split screen driving game but because it's called pit stop you also have to fuel up the car Mm -hmm. and what would happen is when you go into the pit your car's there and you have to control um this you either have to put the tires on or fill up the fuel right that's a game that i remember how actually like painful it is to take corners like you've got to fucking put your arm in like if you're playing on a a joystick you've just got to when you're taking the corners so it was quite (laughs) of endurance yeah great game though like uh tubing oh of course yeah Mm -hmm. and that's one i played on the spectrum i didn't actually play it leading up to this uh i intended to but uh, that was an interesting one. Just going down rapids on uh, rubber tubes and stuff like that. I got that on a pack, didn't I, recently? Ah, oh, right, okay. I think I've lent that to your brother. It was like midway, like... Oh, it's not midway. It's some pack for the 360. Yeah. And um, I find it hard to control. Yeah. One uh, that I would definitely give a shout-out to. It was a budget title. So when it's a budget title, I know there's a massive mist of, like... Inaccurate memories, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, super stunt man. Now, super stunt man is an interesting concept where I think it contains seven stunts. Mm-hmm. And the first stunt is you've got to drive to the Grand Canyon and jump the Grand Canyon. Yep, and it's an overhead uh, driving game because it's eight bit. I try. I gave it a go, but I couldn't get past the first screen. I just kept, kept crashing. Uh. Mm. Why was it just harder? I was. It was just. It, it was though. It was designed to deliberately channel into an impossible part of the, the thingy. What did you play it on? Ooh, I think I could only get it on the Spectrum. See, I played it on the Commodore, and I'm not like honestly. This is so long ago, so I don't know what's best um, format. But it's weird because uh, the Super Stuntman idea that came back didn't it years ago? Stuntman was a. There was a game came out called Stuntman. Yeah. It was a movie called Stuntman, wasn't it, with Vin Diesel? Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. But uh, there was definitely a game. Interest connection with him, how he's in them Fast and the Furious. Mm. Are they based on a game, by the way? Oh, we've been through this. All right. Do you remember the the one with uh, The Rock? We discussed that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that was Spy <laughs> Hunter, yeah. Yes, that's it. The last couple from me 8-bit experience was 
So in the spectrum, I mentioned how good uh, GCHQ was. Terry and that had um, Enduro Racer and Hang On, mm-hmm. which were uh, bike games, and they were pretty good as well. From what I remember, I might be shit now, I don't know. So there was Hang On and then there was Super Hang On? There was Hang On and Enduro Racer. I think Hang On's the first one and Enduro Racer's the sequel. Right. Um, and Continental Circus, which was... a uh, What? Continental Circus, what was funny about that was it was just a Formula 1 game. Uh-huh. But I remember what would happen on that game was if you clipped a car or or hit something, whereas most games you just blow up or dunch off them or whatever, you would smoke right? and then you had to go in the pits to stop because the next time you hit into something, you'd blow up. Right. I remember being quite fast for the day. That was it. In a... Like, they're the games that I remember on the, the 8-bit. Mm-hmm. But Terry, and he hasn't got back to her, there was this there was this game for the Spectrum that he used to absolutely idolise. It was a driving game, and it was first person. Mm-hmm. And it was quite free roaming. And, like, when I used to read uh, Games TM, they used to go on about how influential this game is mm-hmm. it's uh, I can't remember the name of it uh-huh. it was very influential and um, it was something Terry really liked on that because you had to like I think it was something about you had to dismantle bombs or something around the city right you could do it like in a really in your own order so yeah mm-hmm. it was but hopefully Terry will get back to you on that mm-hmm. or if there's another listener who knows what it is Use your words. Yeah. What next? We're, we're now jumping up the platform, so now you oh, can see. Oh, now can I see? Yeah. Jaguar XG220. <laughs> you told me to try this one, didn't you? Yeah, that was a game that, uh, when I mentioned before, I, I liked to... I would read about games, mm-hmm. and I wanted them, and I was like, oh, that game looks amazing. I never got on copy. And then right at the end, mm. right at the end of the life of the Amiga, I got it and I was like, this is shit. <laughs> uh, the graphics were nice on the car, I thought. Uh, you could change your radio station, but it was ultimately boring. And even the English track had roadworks, which I thought was a... That just said everything you needed to know. Do you not think that's a recurring theme? Because to go to Colin McRae's, mm. slightly higher up on the PlayStation 1, I remember the last... So you would go through the tracks like Sweden or Norway was first and stuff. Uh-huh. And then by the end of it, you would go to um, Britain and it was just all roadworks. Yeah. And it was rock. It does that on Lotus where you go to England and there's roadworks. It's like a gag, isn't it? Yeah, taking the piss out Actually, there. there's really bad roadworks just next to where you live. There is a... Horrendous. So I've mentioned Lotus 1, but Lotus 2... Back in the day, I didn't like Lotus Turbo. The Turbo Challenge. Yes, Lotus Turbo Challenge. Back in the day, I didn't like it as much as Lotus 1 because Lotus 1 was more value for money if you play in two-player. It was like you could, you had seven laps or uh, seven tracks or I think it's 15 or hard. It's something ridiculous like that. Mm. Lotus 2 only has seven tracks. But the tracks don't... It's not like a lap that just changed. It's it's dead arcadey. But each race kind of is like... Um, 
it kind of showed off like what the media could do. So there's a fog level. Uh-huh. There's like um, a night level. There's a snowy level that reminds us of Christmas. I forgot that. Oh, yeah. Because when it loads in, it plays jingle bells. <laughs> um, there's the motorway level that probably is my favourite. With on one side, so this was the first time I ever seen it. It has two lanes on one side and two lanes on the other side. And on the other side, there's cars coming the other way. Uh-huh. You can go, for, like, the, so you hit roads where another road merges and you can go underneath trucks. Mm. And the, like, the car, if you can get it right, yeah. yeah. As you do that, there's, um, when you go through a, a tunnel, I just realized that when you play with headphones on, that the whole sound becomes yeah. like, it's great. It's like a, Tour de Force, Lotus Free wasn't that good. No. Stunt Race FX. Well, that was on the um, on the snares, mm-hmm. and that was a game I got quite late, mm. and it's terrible. Yeah. It, it's so slow, the frames per it's horrendous, and Look. it's in that tiny little window as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, remind us of um, that big red racing thing I played, that sort of thing where it was like. The technology wasn't there to actually make it look the way they wanted it to look. Yet they just thought, oh, fuck it, we'll just release it anyway. Yeah. It was the Super FX chip, which oh, is Super the FX same chip, thing. Sorry. There's only, like, about Star seven Fox games. That, yeah, Star Fox does it. Yoshi's Island, which is... Uh, you want to have a look at that, by the way, Yoshi's Island, because it is amazing. But that, that was the Super FX chip, too. Mm. So I don't think there's many games that use the Super FX chip one. And that was like one of the last ones. Mm. And it's slow, it's ugly. The um the build up on the tracks is really bad. Right. Well, Indie Heat as well. Oh yes. Uh, on the um Amiga, we've mentioned that. Uh-huh. Room, which was one that I, yeah, I got back yeah, in the day that next on my list as well. I, I said to you to give it a go. What was weird about Room was you could control it with the mouse, which mm. was quite a unique thing on the Amiga like mm-hmm. there wasn't many driving games that you controlled with the mouse and it was really fast I said it was actually pretty good despite the name <laughs> it was yeah. basically like an F1 racer with decent graphics I thought it was pretty cool yeah that, it's it's a pretty good game mm-hmm. well I mean I'm going to say it right now as we're talking about it the Amiga for me was the game was the machine where I got into driving games like yeah. a big style mm-hmm. Stuff like Lotus and Supercars too, like, me and my friends would have so much fun, like, playing mm. them games. A Turbo Outrun? Well, less so. Turbo Outrun's shit. It was terrible. It was, like, uh, you, I think you were supposed to be driving across the whole country. Uh, I think it was America, but, yeah. it, the, like, the, the entire scenery would change every every two minutes. It's like how fucking fast are you driving? I love that when you hit it like <laughs> it would go from like the desert to a snowy, uh, snowy, fucking place. That uh, was uh, that was awful. That like really horrible. Like yeah, and then also I played when you arrived tonight. I was playing um, uh, Euro- uh, Outrun. Was it Europa Outrun or something? Outrun Europa or something like that, where it was all just seemed to be on a bike. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I was driving for ages, and and then all of a sudden I was on a uh, jet ski. All oh, right, so the pennies drops there because I thought that was Turbo Run. What they no, what you were sorry, uh, Turbo Run. Um, you're in a car still, mm-hmm. but the one I was playing when you arrived today was Outrun Europa or something like that. Right, yeah. Uh, but I the first level you're just driving a 
bike and it says it's like a it's like some sort of weird point and click adventure thing at first it says you you saw the man uh, take the take the item and then you hopefully will be able to catch him on your bike and take it back and stuff and then you're chasing this guy in a bike and you never actually catch up with anyone it just ends the level and I think it's supposed to be in London at one point. Yeah. And then the next level, like I say, you're on a jet ski and there's a helicopter coming in. This hel- the, the happiest helicopter I've ever seen. He's like, kind of going, what laughing at that? Yeah. He's like spitting out Dropping. bubbles at your face. Totally bizarre. Totally bizarre. But horrible. So we're um, finishing up the 16 bits, I guess. So last couple was micro machines that everyone's mentioned, which mm, is amazing. Fucking amazing. Uh, the Road Rash 1 and 2 games. That's about it, really, from the 16-bit era. Well, hang on, I've got a couple that you told us to try. Motor Massacre? I didn't tell you to try them. You demanded that I try it. I had one night where I was like, I tried so many bad driving games. Uh I just wanted to try them all as well, so I had some frame of reference. Okay. Motor Massacre. Fucking bizarre, that game. So it was like, what it reminded me of was the Turtles game. You know how you have to drive around the city and yeah. go to different places. And then when you got to the different places, the game changed completely. Mm-hmm. So you would drive to this this one building and then all of a sudden you were walking around inside of it shooting these green zombie things. Well, I'm, I'm taking my hat off to you. Me, I'm not wearing a hat, but I'll, <laughs> I'll put a hat on, take yeah. it off. Because I never got to that point. I just well, hated it so much. It's a I was shame like, I'm not even playing this. Because... Uh, the first place that you go to was called Pandy's Pork Palace. Whoa. And I would have loved that. The, I know. <laughs> the best thing about it is that uh, Kelly, my wife's childhood toy, was called Pandy. Oh. She still got him. So I sent her a picture of this Pandy's Pork Palace. And she said, she said what on earth has Pandy been up to? But yeah, you'd, 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 I drove the car for like no word of a lie. Five seconds before the game changed into like a third person shooter sort of thing. Hmm. So I, uh, yeah, I must have. I'd give that one a miss because it was horrendous. And there's also Pocket Rockets. Yeah, which you, the um, name. <laughs> it's a what a name. But that's a. It's terrible, isn't a, it, man? A, yeah, it's a motorcycle racing one. You've got drag racing, which was side view. At first, I thought that was going to be the full game side view, and I thought, well, how's that going to work? Mm-hmm. Kind of a racing game that's side view. Um, but basically, it was a poor man's road rash. It was terrible. Yeah. You mentioned Super Sprint very briefly. Uh, I'm going to get a version of Super Sprint and play it. Oh, it's For sure. um, it's a bit simplistic. I feel like I go back to India, uh, Indie Heat. Yeah, Indie Heat to me is the one where it is that it, the best one? Is it to me? Yeah. Okay, I'm desperate to play that now, especially. I feel I'm like kind of it up too much. No, no, I'm, I'm. I really wanted to play it before tonight, but now when it was getting closer to you arriving and I still hadn't played it and then I tried to play it and it wouldn't work I was like maybe this is meant to be maybe doing the podcast is going to make us want to play it even more and even I think maybe we could set some sort of little cheeky challenge um, about that now so speed speed right so Amiga version let's see who can get the light pass the yeah. highest speed okay definitely right it's, it's lush I think it's a and I think it's a bit of an underrated game as well.
So, just as we're talking, I'll just... I, so, I alluded to this earlier. One of the games on the 16-bit era that everyone says... Like, everyone says it's one of the best games ever. Super Mario Kart? Yeah. So, then a few people said that Street Racer is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Now, I take... I do not agree with that. No, I no. played it back in the day. Yeah, I did. It isn't a very good game. No. So that opened a bit of a can of worms for me. And I realised there's quite a lot of um, card games yeah. that I think started life 16-bit, but more so 32-bit, mm. like PlayStation era going forth. And there is a lot of dog shit. So... Some of the good ones, everyone says Diddy Kong Race is pretty good, mm. I guess. I've never played it, so I don't know. I think some people say Diddy Kong's better than the um, Mario Kart on the N64. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Sonic Sega All-Stars is meant to be a passable game, and Street Race is meant to be okay. But then, get this. So I got this from Moby Games. These are just a clump I picked of card games Smurf Racer Smurf Racer like as in the Smurfs the Smurf Racer yeah that's what it is the Smurfs fuck me it's Smurf it's Smurf-tastic you <laughs> Smurfing mother Smurfer <laughs> um, Muppet Race Mania oh Christ Self Park Rally right yeah yeah Monster Racer in Monster Racer there's ten fantastic creatures so it's like mummies, vampires, and such like that. Nicktoon Racer. It has characters from Nicktoon. From what? You know Nicktoons? So it'll be like... Nick Nickelodeon. Um, yeah. Right, um, okay. Like, what was that crap? Probably Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yeah, probably. Chocobo Racer. As in Final Fantasy? Yes. Okay. Looney Tunes Racing. Yeah. Lego Racing. Of course. Michael Schumacher's World Tour Kart Racing <laughs> on Windows only. And I found out recently from a lad I work with that back in the day, the highest paid sportsman of any person, uh, of anything, was Michael Schumacher. Oh, yeah. So then he's sticking his name to this. Yeah. That'll be why he's the highest paid, because of stuff like that. Action Girls Racer. Action Girls? Action Girls. Well, I want to know more about this. I think they were like a kind of Barbie-esque type of toy that they made a game of. Okay. And that was on PlayStation 2. Crash Bandicoot Nitro Racer. Bomberman Kart. What? Pac-Man World Rally. Ants Extreme Racing. What? Little... A- ants? Ants. As in like Ant and Deck? No, that would be good. No, ants as in... um, All ants with a Z. Yeah. The cartoon. uh. Little Big Planet Carton. And lastly, because it's the worst one, Crazy Frog Racing. Oh, fuck. Wow. Yeah. So they went all out with that that genre. Of god-awful bollocks. (laughs) I just want to say, I know you took it forward but I'm just going to take one cheeky little step back because okay, you you did something very special for me not only did you make lasagna but you also reminded me of a game that I'd been trying to remember oh, yeah, for a long time there was a game that I used to play with Kai um, years and years ago where you'd start off as a car mm-hmm. 
and then you turn into a, a boat or a plane or a helicopter or something like that. And I, for years, I couldn't remember what it was called. And you straight away just came up with a name like, bang, Action Fighter. Now, I've got the, the ROM. I've got it for the Master System. Uh, I forgot to try it before the fucking podcast, but that's okay because I'm looking forward to playing it. It's a Sega game, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, thank you very much for reminding us of that. I've got to say, uh, it, it it kind of um, came along at the same time that I listened to a really good Retronauts episode, like quite an old one, and they were talking about good um, Master System games. And I had played it on the Mega, but, I mean... I don't know if it's on the Mega pack I'd give you. I wouldn't play it on the Mega though. Right, I okay. don't think the Mega was the format it was designed for. No. A couple here that sit somewhere in that transition, I suppose, from 16 to 32 mm. bit, I would imagine. That Penn and Teller Desert Bus. Well, of course, that was on like the 32 like, X thing, yeah. Uh-huh. What the fuck was that about though? I heard a bit about that. It was like a that. joke, wasn't it? Wasn't it supposed to be a joke thing? Yeah. So, I heard a few things that made that sound more funny than the angry. Mm. I mean, the angry video game nerd episode about that is, is really it's good. It's brilliant, yeah. Well worth a watch. The idea is where you've got to drive a bus across the desert to get to Las Vegas, isn't it? Mm. And you, they've done certain things. Like, there's a. Isn't there something on the winds, the, the rear view mirror that just like moves backwards and forwards all the time? Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a. The game is set with a certain degree of tilt to the left so you can't just like just leave it, leave yeah. something pressed on the accelerator button because the game will deliberately put the truck off to the, uh, the bus off to the side so you've got to kind of always be playing the game and didn't you say there's some competitions where people will play it or for charity or something I, like that? I believe it you've the game I, I think it's six hours in real time to get to um to Vegas uh-huh. And then I think in the game, when you get to Vegas, all you do is you just turn around and go back. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's some charities that have done it to try and finish it. Uh-huh. And like what Tom's saying is, you can't just leave the game. I listened to a podcast recently where they were talking about that and how. So the game it never actually came out. Right. It was it was meant to come out. I believe I could be wrong. I mean, it's late, and we're being like it's the fiftieth episode. We're being drinking. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't come out. Mm-hmm. It's all mini games, you see, mm-hmm. and some of the mini games are like they're like the tricks. Which it's, is it's like if you were, teller, isn't it? Really? Yeah, but it's like if say you were coming across. There's codes that I type in. If we play a game and it makes the game impossible for you, right? Or it, it second guesses things for you, so it's kind of like the word breaking ideas, and I like that about mm. that. And the thing that apparently with the night bus thing that they come out was games were getting quite a lot of criticism back then for not being realistic, mm. for for saying like it's all violent and like over the top. So they were like, "All right, well here's something that's realistic. You gotta drive a bus." <laughs> And you know what I mean? It's boring as fuck. Yeah. So that's the reality of it. There was quite a few, or there is quite a few truck driving games as well, where you've got to just drive a truck across a certain place, a certain area, and it's more of a sim than anything, isn't it? Yeah. There's loads of games like that that people are like well into. It just seems, again, something that I would never get any enjoyment out of. I think uh, the PC's more like down that kind of thing where. If you're into a certain niche, it kind of fulfills that. Mm. You know, like 
There'll probably be one like farm fucking crop duster sim or something like that. Or well, this is like uh, I mean we joked in the first part about the train simulator one, but there's like um, tractor simulator and fucking caterpillar trucks and shit like that and JCV, JCV, mm-hmm. JVC, JZ, JVC was that shot, wasn't it? But I there's all sorts of simulators like that where you got to drive a big heavy vehicle around and do whatever those heavy vehicles do. When I had me Amiga growing up, the lad that I used to like be friends with that I got a lot of the stuff from, he was a total nerd towards um, pilot and stuff. He wanted to go in the RAF. Mm-hmm. He never managed it in the end. And uh, there was a lot of flight sims for the Amiga. Oh, yes, I And there were like the classic... The criticism I fired at the fucking point and clicks was the same with the uh, flight sims. Mm. There were like about nine discs long... And what was especially annoying for the flight sims was you, you did need the instructions. Mm. But yeah, he would soldier on and, and try and get into them. Like, and they were just horrible, oh. horrible games. Yeah. Me, me dad had a he had a PC and he had a couple of free games with it. Full Throttle was one of them. And there was one flight sim that he had, which was like all um, Spitfires and stuff like that. Yeah. It was really cool. But I, that was one of those ones where every key on the keyboard does something and if you don't know what you're pressing you'll just crash yeah I don't <laughs> which have was any, actually half the fun I don't I, I don't have any patience for stuff like that no oh we're ready to venture into the PlayStation era yeah absolutely yeah well I'm sorry to be like because it wasn't just the PlayStation, it was the oh, yeah. Dreamcast, was it? And the N64, yeah. is that correct? So, um, the game that I, I got on a, on a demo that I fucking loved and then I bought was Colin McRae's Rally. Oh, I yeah. just thought it was wicked. Like, Interestingly enough, looking back at the lists, I'd get into a driving game and then I would never buy the sequels. Yeah. So why did I never ever buy any Colin McRae sequels? Well, Colin McRae now is turned into dirt, isn't it? That's the it's, yeah because it's, they didn't want to use his name yeah, after the. Death. But then they used, I don't know, dirt. A bit of a. No particularly. Do you think it's disrespectful because well, he's could, buried in well, the dirt? Exactly, it's not particularly. Uh, it's <laughs> a Colin podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but dirt, uh, the latest dirt's just been uh, it's coming out soon, isn't it? I might, you know, I might try. Uh, yeah. It's just, again, it's another massive commitment, isn't it? Yeah. And That's what was good about Colin McRae's. It wasn't like that. It was arcadey. Yeah. It was like, track one was Sweden or something. Like, there was seven races. You do that, you unlock the next one. I remember we met uh, Neil, Chris's brother. He loved Colin McRae. And uh, he was awesome at it. When he used to go around to his, he, he, I think he used to use the Ford Focus all the time. Wow. Um, but he was he was so good at it and uh, obviously didn't have a fucking clue but uh, he was really good at that game a friend that I had it, it's my first ever job he loved the game and when we went there he played it in a totally different way to me mm-hmm. he used to like the Lancer the, uh, oh yeah what is the Lancer is it Del- the- uh, Lancer what is it Lancia ah yeah forgetting the Delta was it no, that? that that was what I had wasn't it that was what I played on the Gran Turismo Lancia Delta but you had the Lancer Subaru. No. No, the Mitsubishi. Subaru. The, Mitsubishi Lancer. That was it, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he, fucking hell. <laughs> he would play in first person with that, and I would play it in third person 
uh, with the Subaru. Uh, For me, that that blue Subaru is iconic. Oh, Even yeah. now, when I drive around, Impreza. I when you drive around, you see one of them. You, I just think back to Colin McGee. <laughs> totally. It's weird. They look so out of place on the on the road, don't they? <laughs> with a neon green sort of stripes <laughs> and stuff. It was Toka as well. Do you remember Toka touring cars? I do. Oh, oh I fucking love that. I game. loved it, but I I started to get introduced to the like the shitness of. Maybe it's where multiplayer or mm. split screen was starting to pitter out. Mm. Do you remember the uh, the multiplayer on that? It no, was I like so. dr- well, it was split screen, but it was so shit yeah. compared to the the proper game. It was just you against another car. Ah, right, okay. So it just got rid of all the other cars. I just really liked how it had loads of British tracks, like Brands Hatch. Yes, that was the first track. Donington and stuff like that. I just thought it was it was fucking brilliant. It was so much fun. Ah, I loved that game. And then it was one of the games that I believe was stolen in a burglary, unfortunately. Oh. And I never. And it was it was at my brother's house that he stayed at. Mm-hmm. In the uh, someone nicked loads of stuff from the house, and that was one of the games. Unfortunately, it was an awesome game. though. so good. So what? the same guy, um, my first ever job, he sold us a game, and it was called Bug Riders. Bug. And it was on the PlayStation One, right? Uh-huh. And the premise of that game was there were tracks, but you, you every, so it was kind of like Mario Kart, but every different character like rid a different bug. So there was some guy like on a fucking I don't know like bumblebee type thing. Mm. It was fucking terrible. Mm. Like, sounds shit. That like. if you look back at some of the games from that decade, honestly, like they're so bad. Uh-huh. That was a game though, but the concept's quite nice. Yeah, sweet. Can you imagine they getting that right? Uh, it's pretty cool. They didn't get riding right, a spider and stuff like that. I don't know. Well, right, a spider. Not. You'd like to do that. Yeah, Is that your favourite? Well, they're not a bug. They're arachnid. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly, mm. and she swallowed a spider. Oh, it dear. went down inside her. Jesus! It's Is the, that what that's about? Yeah, and then I'm riding the spider <laughs> within her. <laughs> <laughs> what about getaway? It's a podcast. <laughs> the getaway. Oh well, that was a game I mentioned. Uh, I wanted to talk about as a kind of side thing. Of just games that aren't actually driving games yeah. or racing games, but would have good physics and stuff. Maybe that would or, have good racing or uh, driving bits in. Then the getaway, all the vehicles felt really heavy, like when they crashed into each other and stuff. It was like it wasn't very arcadey. It just felt quite realistic. And of course, all the the air like the claim that London was photorealistic and stuff, mm-hmm. which it wasn't. But they went around and took pictures of the whole place and. Yeah, uh, it was a shame that game. Um, I finished that game, you know. Yeah, it wasn't as good as it could have been, if you know what I mean. Like the second one, Black Monday, I think it was called. I finished that as well. Yeah. yeah. You you know the thing about the getaway, right? Is I played the demo and I was shocked by the swearing. I remember yeah. that. Like that was a thing. I was like, wow, the fucking this is quite hardcore. This. Mm. And then when I I played through it, I didn't realize in that game. It was third person, and you would get shot a few times. And the mechanic was, you'd get shot a few times, but if you just stand somewhere, like next to a wall or something, he would 
regenerate his health, but not in a kind of halo way. Mm. He'd like put his arm up against it. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh. I got half the way through that game <laughs> until I realized that. Whereas you could press the right trigger to do the um, the gun blade. Oh, sorry, that's that's. Uh, I think it. What about Rage Racer as well? Remember that? Not Ridge Racer, Rage Racer. Wasn't that very similar to Ridge Racer though? Exactly the same. It was the same family of games, I think, but it was like a just a different version of it. I don't know why they made a different one, but it, me and Martin used to play that. And it was one of the first games he got on his PlayStation and it was fucking brilliant. But I remember the first game that I was introduced to on the PlayStation. Someone lent me a Ridge Racer. No. And I was shocked by like how limited it was. Yeah. I was like, what's good about that? Mm. I never played Ridge Racer, but Rage Racer was fucking class. Rage Racer. Um, the Wipeout games that we went on ad nauseum about. Yeah. A stunt man that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all the PlayStation 1 games that I kind of want to mention. The PlayStation games. I've got Grid. That was like later on. Maybe it's even Ooh, PlayStation 2 or Xbox. Um, I never actually played that, but I do remember it. And it's another one, Blur. Remember Blur as well? You Was that the game you really liked? No, no. Split Second. Split wasn't Second, it? which I'm going to mention as well. But Blur, I think that had another mechanic. I should have probably done a bit more research if someone can tell me what the mechanic was, but it had like a special thing. Um, You're getting ahead of yourself though, because it's. That is blue, not on the PlayStation. Well, it will be the Xbox 360. It's possibly, yeah. We need to talk about the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox. Oh my already. god, are you kidding me? No, just briefly. All right. It will be Burnout would come out on that. Mm-hmm. The Burnout series, which I think introduced this whole idea of like using like bullet time or using mechanics mm-hmm. so that was a game that was quite good I wonder if that's what Blur was that, that's what Blur had like some sort of bullet timey thing they, they, they all did then yeah. like the the Burnout series of games that's I think that introduced all that Outrun that went Outrun 2 that went on about class game and the flat out games were on the 360 I think it started on the Playstation 2 Maybe. Flat out Ultimate Carnage, the one we played was on the Xbox 360. Yeah. I don't know if there was another one before that. I think it was, but we never played them, so. I mean, you mentioned Split Second there. I fucking loved Split Second. I really did. It's one of the f- few games I've got full achievements on. <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah. It had a lovely mechanic where you would build up your sort of meter mm-hmm. and then you would use that to trigger an event in, on the map. On the on the track, so it'd be like a, a big cruise ship or a big tanker, sorry, crashing into a harbor, mm-hmm. which would then change the the whole track. It would make you have to go off to a different area instead of continuing on the same. It was just it was a great game. It was a really really good idea, and I always remember the teased the DLC um, or a second game right at the end of the game when you finished it, and it never came out, oh. which was a real shame. But I I thought that was. A really innovative game that that played really well, and I was good at it as well. So it was just a shame that it didn't. Um, that franchise didn't keep off, going. Yeah. It was because it was. I really really enjoyed it. So I, I urge anyone to give that a go. Like split second. Well, I got it and I didn't like it. Oh well. <laughs> that's that's basically it. We're, we're, 
when the last generation, which is previous to what, like the generation we're into now of consoles, mm. uh, there's no driving games I've got in now. No, I haven't tried any. I haven't played any. So, last generation, the flat-out game that we're constantly going on about, which mm. is odd because there's a new flat-out coming, mm. which got like kind of like middle-of-the-road kind of um, reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Need for Speed mentioned that because I played like one mm-hmm. and Gotham uh, Project Gotham Racing which we've mentioned before mm-hmm. and uh, the Sonic and Sega All Stars which was last generation I played um, Joe Danger oh yes like, the people who made No Man's Sky yeah and you've got the new Micro Machines which is coming out in June apparently it was supposed to be April and then all of a sudden they just said June without giving anybody notice and I, I sent them a message on the Facebook page saying when's it coming out again they said June I was like eh I thought it was supposed to be April and they just didn't reply <laughs> I was like okay well, would you mention I know this is going back when you were shown you, a while back I came over yours and you had the um, was it the Playstation 2 set up and you showed me that game that was by the people who made uh, Micro Machines do you remember oh that? Micromaniacs yeah fuck me how have I not got out in here I did mean to mention uh, mean to mention that that was a great game. That it was about six six or seven different characters, and you hit you had to you were running, you weren't um, driving mm. a car, you were running around the, these tracks, and it was all like like micro machines where it was you were a tiny person running around real real world stuff, and you had different abilities and weapons and stuff like that that was a great game that me and martin used to play that loads it was lush yeah. it didn't it's funny how certain games don't date graphically uh, yeah and this is from a person who had never played it back then yeah so i've got no misty eyed like mm. you know memories of like oh i played it back then that looked great uh, that was a, it was a really interesting concept and you and one of the characters when you draw um raced around if you press the button he could fart as well win win that's me sold Uh, I love that game that was really good thank you for reminding us of that so I think we're winding down I think that's Uh, it of this epic podcast I mean a couple more I want to mention you've got Beam NG which is like this it's not really a racing game but it's got like incredible physics it's like almost like an engine Mm -hmm. Um, you can look on YouTube Beam NG November Golf and there's just loads of videos of the the cars like crashing into each other and stuff and going over jumps and then disintegrating it just looks awesome and if they implemented that into a proper racing game it would just be perfect Mm -hmm. but it made us think about different like different games where they didn't have they had the licenses for the cars but they didn't they weren't allowed to show damage on the cars like some of the Gran Turismo games and stuff the Gran Turismo was the most famous Uh for that wasn't it yeah Um, and also when they first started having reflections on vehicles remember that when it would just be like the whole vehicle would just plaster this one effect over it and it would just reflect everything around it and it just looked like ridiculous basically that's an interesting rabbit hole you went down there because I I think um, driving games are like they're like sports games almost mm. like sports games and driving games of racing fu- games sorry <laughs> racing games and sports the, games they're kind of like what the f- the, the far like um, the people who aren't really into gaming yeah so they've got a big wide net mm-hmm. and also I think the show the leaps in technology mm. so 
if you look back to the early days of of like racing games, mm. and you look back, like how the leaps forward and how the graphics evolve and get better and better, it's like the same with football games. If you put on like an early football game and you put on a new one now, the mm. difference is amazing. Yeah. It but the graphic does not make a better game. No, 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 no. I think uh, racing games are responsible for quite a few leap, leaps in. Uh, uh, graphics and norm and other games like like Grand Theft Auto and stuff probably owes a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the physics and stuff, as the racing and the driving is only a small part of the game. Well, not a small part, but only part of the game. Well, we have a friend, uh, a mutual friend, me and a, a guy from work, and he he's uh, he works in gaming, and one of his jobs was just to go to foreign countries and just sit in a car and photograph the dashboard really and that's all he done what me dream job <laughs> there's a couple of games coming out as well that are drone racing games you know oh, like drones yeah right. Um, seen a couple of them and there's actually like proper drone racing in real life where there's like a track set up and people mm-hmm. are racing the drones around them like with a sort of VR headset that's so you, you've got the camera on you which is again how I was saying before about the Tomb Raider film, Tomb Raider game sort of thing, how you've got a game coming out of a real-life thing which is designed to emulate what it looks like in a game. So it's kind of, it's it's folding on itself. Mm-hmm. But some of the, I saw a couple of races of that, that drone racing thing in real life and some of the kids were like 11, 12 and just unbelievable at it. Winning loads of money just from playing this, technically a video game. Yeah. Which leads me on to a question future of driving games what would you like to see do you think other than micro machines it's funny because I think uh, driving games have like split into like I wish I wish car um, football games had done the same thing where they would split into like different things Mm -hmm. because stuff like a lot of listeners have said they don't like stuff like Grand uh, Turismo where it's just like so I don't like it where it's like ultra serious. No. So I don't like that in driving. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, a v- I would I would like to have a go at a VR. Yeah. Driving game. You can see that being the way the way forward, isn't it? If VR keeps keeps on as it is so far, that'll be what a lot of them will be trying to make it as realistic as possible. But just as an interesting aside, I don't like driving. Like, yeah. in real life. I think I hate it. It's just a load of shit. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's not particularly fun. It's not as fun no, as it is in games, but... Um, I don't know what I would like to see. A bit more fun, maybe. A bit more like Mario Kart, I suppose, where... Like so an on- where did Mario Kart go wrong, though? Like, the <sighs> first one's the best one, and then... Mm. I think when they started fucking around with the camera angles and stuff um, and mm. try to make it 2, 3D and stuff to me it's that rubber band and thing where yeah. it's like it's I know I know like if someone gets miles ahead you're probably like this is shit mm. but if someone's got miles ahead and it's skill mm-hmm. where it's a hard thing for them to get right I think I would like to see more that have got a hook, like like I say, with split second that had a, a brilliant hook that worked really well. So more well, like that. Flat out with its um, mm. 
just recently I had a lot of people over and we were playing the um you know, the bowling games and stuff yeah. and flat out. It's not racing, but it's just physics based type of fun. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, more like that. More that you can play online as well, because I really enjoyed playing that split second online. But I I think that was probably the last racing game I played. Mm. Other than obviously playing the ones for this podcast. The old ones, yeah. Uh cool. Well there you go. <laughs> Well, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey. It has, yeah. It's been a, a long, interesting journey, much yeah. like a car journey. Uh, so, if you're going on a long car journey, it's coming up with the summer holidays, uh, and you've got nothing to do. Listen to this podcast. It would have helped if I'd said that at the start instead of right at the end. Well, you could cut and paste nah, that. Nah, I'll let them listen to it, and then they can go. Ah, oh, I'll listen to it again. That'll get my listens per minute up. <laughs> listens per minute. Is that a thing? You yeah, know. No, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, it's Me been too, another yeah. marathon one, and what a way to go into a next fifty podcasts than with a two-hour, two two-hour-long podcasts. Fuck, is that how long it is? All right, but um, yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. Thank you again for your company. Oh, thanks. And thank you all to the listeners out there for your company too. The next one's obviously going to be, hopefully, I reckon, going to be that one-on-one fighting game special because you've oh nice, you've set that up nicely. Unless we get a guest who just desperately wants to be on, but yeah, if that happens, then it'll just take a backseat fuck, in fuck the car it. that we're driving now. Oh, so anyway, one more pun. One thanks more for pun listening. Then. Yeah, to the Garnock's Live podcast. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening to Garnock's Live. What is it? A mellow infusion of cinnamon and cardamom with a hint of clove. Say that on everything, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Just cut and paste the same fucking mm. explanation. Cardamom. It's all you can what put the fucking, fuck is that? It's all you can put like a warm winter garment into fucking rum. <laughs> oh no, that's cardigan.